everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's the call-in show. Sunday night, three hours of calls. We want to hear from you and what's going on in your world, what's going on at work, what's making you mad, or what's interesting. We want to know about the actions that you're involved with or the local small business tyrant that's pissing you off. We're Street Fight Radio. The number to dial is 614-655-3887 to talk to us. Uh, We're the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing this now for 10 years, and uh, it's getting better every year. And the call-in show is one of the highlights of my week. I I love to hear from all y'all. So please let us know what's up in your world. If you want to support the show, head to store.streetfightradio.com where you can buy pins, patches, and t-shirts. Right now we're wrapping up the bat t-shirt and the... I don't know, Freaky Friday t-shirt. It looks like some sort of ne'er-do-well on a white t-shirt. CM Ruiz is the artist. Uh, store.streetfightradio.com. We're raising money for Para Los Niños. Um, get those shirts now. You won't be able to. And then once I take, post pictures of them, you're going to be like, oh, I wish I got it. And then, you know, you're going to wish you did. So take care of it today. Store.streetfightradio.com. Uh, and... You can hear more of what we do at patreon.com slash radio if you want to donate to the show and keep this thing going and get more anti-advertisements and, and less sponsored ads. I did a TikTok today for that uh, Hustle Matcha drink, and boy, was it fucking awful. Yeah, not good. I was really surprised at how bad it was. Yeah, I mean, Billie Eilish said she liked it. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you get paid enough, you can like anything. Diplo's into it. Yeah, I would be too if I got paid to say I liked it. Yeah. Or maybe if they sent them to me all the time, I would just drink it because it's cheaper than paying for something. Yeah. Cheaper than water. Because water can be expensive if you've ever had a water bill. It's like 40 bucks a month. That's incredible. trying to get my money's worth out of my water, so I drink a lot of it. And then let it run a little bit too, you know. Sure. Put my mouth under the thing. You know, yep. I want that forty dollars all in my tummy. Mm-hmm. Hydration, yeah, baby, makes sense. Man, I am. I'm carrying snacks everywhere now. I'm a snack guy that it's just great. has nuts and bananas on me. You're fully converted. Oh, hey, you're everything you hate. Ba- look who's eating a banana again for the third time today. Not yet. No, I haven't done three bananas. I had an apple earlier. Some grapes, and uh, now I'm a nuts and banana for tonight's show. I figured, you know, sometime during the show, I might get hungry. I should have a banana available to eat. That's true. Yeah. You got to have that center console. <coughs> Sorry. You got to have the center console filled with uh, trail mix. So that yeah. way, anytime you're like, maybe I'll stop at McDonald's, and then you just take a huge handful of trail mix, shove it down your throat, and you're like, oh, I don't need McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean... I I uh I have been good about not eating bad for the past seven days. We're seven days in. I ate bad one day. I also don't think I hit my my calorie count when I ate bad. I don't think I went over. Yeah. I just think I ate bad and it 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 punished me. So you didn't eat bad though. I mean it's not bad. Mm, I mean half a medium pizza is bad. No, it's not. It's completely normal. We all love it. 
It's you can't say that it's bad because we all think it's so fucking good. I'm never eating pizza again. Oh, you sound like me. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? It just made my tummy hurt so <laughs> bad, man. I was like, I can't. I'll never eat pizza again. Now, I will eat pizza Friday. Probably sometime this week, I'll be like, let's just get a fucking pizza, man. But as of right now, I decided I'm never eating pizza again. Fuck, I love it. Then I'll, It's working. Now it's I'm, working. Now I'm scared to eat a cheeseburger. Because I never want to be saying I don't want to ever eat a cheeseburger again. That would, I'd admit defeat at that point. I'd be like, well, what do you? What am I going to eat? Greens? Make a hamburger and cut it in half and share it with Katie. She doesn't eat a hamburger. Oh, that sucks. Well, I'm find a friend to share a hamburger greens? with. Gr- like, like salads. Now I'm going to get into salads. I am into salads right yeah, now. Yeah, that dressing is the best. Yeah, I'm into salad. Dre- You're right, Brad. I'm into salad dressing. The rest of the stuff is just like, well, at least there's some dressing on it. You no, know? it's neat though that like all that, all that like bland food can taste like golden Italian dressing. Yeah, yeah. Or like what is the golden stuff. Do you know what the golden is? Is it just like extra what? It's vinegar, oil, and yeah. I guess if you mix those two together with some spices, you get a golden salad dressing. I do love Italian dressing though. It's so fucking good, man. It makes me nuts how much I love that stuff. You put two tables. The thing that sucks about the way I'm eating, though, only two tablespoons. When I really like to get a good full squirt of that stuff, you know? Yeah. You squeeze bottle, you're just like, like all the way yeah. down. And it's like, well, this is like cereal almost. Yeah, this you like more like tip the bowl at the end and drink the <laughs> leftover dressing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And blue also, cheese, just blue cheese rolling down the side of the bowl. Also, just a huge, huge fan of croutons. Yeah. Where it's like, you need to just not be careful with the croutons, B-Man, is what I tell myself. You got to make the rule, croutons only with lettuce. You yeah. can't open up the bag of croutons and just start eating them. Yeah. Because yeah. that's easy to do. No, I figured out the snacking thing is nuts. It's just like, I'll just eat more nuts. It's like, you know what? Somebody's going to be like, hey, you can't eat nuts all day. Sure. But I'm going to tell better them than- like, hey, man, you know. Can I, should I eat 12 Reese's eggs in a day? Yeah. So let's just stick with the nuts, I think. Yeah. Cause like that was the other weird thing is like Katie was like going through the uh, uh, cabinet like Friday for snacks and was like, oh, we have all these gummy worms. And I was like, I know cause I'm off the candy. I'm off the candy right now. Yeah. I haven't been off candy in over a year. I'm just like, fuck candy. I don't need that shit. Yeah. You got to um, not keep it in the home. Um, I like to use it. It's like if I'm out and we're having fun, I like to get candy. Can't keep it in the house, though. Yeah. It's got to be a one-time thing, and then you, you're you done with it. I mean, grapes is basically candy, though. That's also the other thing, too. Yeah, it does switch to the point where if you don't go for candy, the fruit actually tastes pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I've been into grapes all week, man. It's like... Yeah, they're not jelly beans. They're not like sweet tart jelly beans or like gummy worms or anything, but they're grapes. And like we have a whole setup now where it's like we come into the house and and Katie or Katie or I takes all the grapes off the vine and puts them in a thing so that all you have to do is reach in and you grab some grapes and you eat them. 
So it's really just like candy. Because yeah. that's the thing I like about candy is like I don't have anything right. extraneous left over. It's not branches. Yeah. Because this is what I hate about like even bananas. It's like I'm going to eat this banana tonight and then I'm going to have a banana peel. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Come on. Oh, you can just throw that anywhere. On the ground, like while I'm driving, just yeah. throw it out the window. Yeah. Yeah. And then the car slips and you know the whole thing. Yeah. That happened to the O'Doyles. And Mr. Bean steps on it and falls over, you know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I've been snacking. I've been trying to, like, snack more through the day. So, like, I'll just... And then, like, I also discovered that I really like cashews. Like, which I didn't even know I liked. I don't know if I even ever had a cashew before Really? Probably not. No, why would I eat a cashew? I eat a Snickers bar. A Reese's cup. You know? I just didn't ever care about nuts. It's like beans. You know, beans are all popular these days, you know? Sure. Up until, like, the past two years, man, I was just like, I don't need beans. You know, what are beans? What? Who needs them? And then I they're learned, great. like, oh, you know, they're, they're good for you, I guess. So eat more beans, you yeah. know? And then I started eating beans, and then I convinced myself I like beans. And that's how things happen with me. It's great. It's like, who needs this? Who needs... When, when I was a kid, my dad, he would buy a, a tin of whole cashews for himself because they were more expensive. And we would have to, like, sneak to get those. We weren't allowed to have the whole cashews. We got pieces. Damn. We got motherfucking pieces, which is just basically, like, salt. There's just salt and powder. That's how I got all into Diet Pop. Because my stepmom would always have a bunch of Diet Pop. And she'd be like, don't touch my Diet Pop. And then, of course, it'd be like, I'm going to steal that yeah. diet. Especially because they would buy us, like, eight 12-packs of, like, generic. And then her one 12-pack of, like, Diet Pepsi. And I'm like, well, I'd rather have the Pepsi. You know, the 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 pe- I trust the Pepsi Corporation over this other, <laughs> like, cheap generic company, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I trust the brand of PepsiCo America, okay? But um yeah, man, I've been pretty good. I mean, you know, it's been a lot of like chia seeds and peanuts and and uh apples and Well, you can always expand it. Nope. <laughs> okay. I'm done with other food now. All the all the bad foods, I'm done with it. You got to be able to pivot because here's the thing. You get tired of this shit. Like oatmeal is great. You're like, oh, my God, I hacked my whole life. And then like 21 days into oatmeal every day, you're like, fuck this. Fuck oatmeal. F- fuck it. I'm not going to eat this. And then you end up off the rails. Yeah. You got to find you have to have some pivot meals for when you get tired of this shit. I probably should. Yeah. But I'm just at this point, I'm just like, I'm off every. You're doing good so far. I'll never eat anything unhealthy again. Yeah, that's not, that's not, good the talk. Way that that's not thinking. a great way to think. It's like every day for the rest of my life, I'll just <laughs> eat for fuel yeah. and nutrition now. Yeah, that's what a fool would say. That's what yeah. you mean, right? No, that's what I think. You know, no more cheeseburgers, no more french fries, no more pizzas. Um, that's it though you know and then like when it comes friday night when i usually am like really friday and saturday when i'm like really ready to fucking go nuts on the food i you know eat some doritos or some pizza rolls or something i'm so i'm so off it now wheat thins just been eating wheat thin ranch ones ranch wheat thins so it's like doritos but it's wheat thins you know sure that's me the, that's the new Brian. Wow, you 
came out of COVID a new person. No. New identity. We'll see. I, like I said, I, you know, obviously I like to make bold proclamations and then not follow through on them. That's a big, it's a big thing for me that I know that I do. But as of right now, it's just like I had pizza the other night. It made my stomach hurt really fucking bad. And I haven't had an anxiety attack in five days, six days. And I'm just like, um, I'm going to stick to this. I think, I think if it's working, a, yeah, I got to do it. You know? Yeah. I mean, that is a big motivator for sure. I haven't almost cried in a week. We're s- switching places. Yeah. Because I'm on, I'm close to the verge of tears like all day long now, sporadically. Yeah. Over the past week, I've been like, I don't know. I've noticed I haven't been thinking about anxiety and stuff like that. And like, well, haven't had, had freakouts. You know, I'm, I'm doing well, great. This Friday, um, I signed my lease. And I last night, I slept at my new apartment by myself with no fucking internet on the f- mattress on the floor. Com- just the worst situation. And throughout the day today, I just kept having to going. I've been there, buddy. That's anxiety. It just fe- it's just rising. And there's so many moments I've had where I just imagine myself like throwing myself on the ground and screaming and yelling and like kicking and throwing a fucking tantrum. Like I was at the grocery store and I was like, I don't want to pick. I don't know what I want. I don't want to be here. And I just imagine taking a whole shelf and just knocking it over <laughs> and just stomping shit and just breaking a window and running out. Like yeah. I was just in, I was so close to panic and yeah. I've just been trying to, I've just been like pushing it down, pushing it down. Um, but I'm going to fucking break at some point. It's, it's a, it's a, a fucking lot. I mean, a month ago, I did not think that I'm just going to be sleeping, listening to the guy beneath me snore all night long i never thought that was going to be happening in the month of april i did not see that coming we gotta get you a box fan number Uh, one yeah number two we gotta get the internet over there right number three uh i don't know what else to do eat eat right here's the thing i've learned recently if you eat nutritiously and right oh god all of it goes away, bro. This panics wouldn't be happening if you had if you had some seeds in your pocket. If you ate some, yeah. If you just grabbed some nuts out of your pocket and a banana and ate it, you know, it would all go away. You know? No, I, I. It actually has been really good. There's been moments of just like I felt so light that if I jumped, I would fucking fly away. Yeah. Like I just, I was like, it was one in the afternoon, and I was like, I could drive to Cleveland, buy a milkshake, and drive back. And go do the show. And I and nobody can say anything. No one would yeah. bother me. No one would know. I could do whatever the fuck I want. You go to and Michigan like, and buy weed if you wanted. I don't need to do that. But uh you could. Yeah. But uh yeah, so it's been, I don't know, it's been a lot. Oh, that is funny though. He did sleep at my house the first night he signed his lease. Yeah. Brett signed his lease and then fell asleep in my house. I was so ex- that was a very exhausting day. Yeah, we were watching that movie, and then I was just like, "I'm falling asleep," and then all of a sudden, Katie was like laying a blanket out and putting it on top of me, and I was like, "I'm in bed, actually. I now I'm in bed." <laughs> yeah, it's a good couch to sleep on. I mean, it's a great couch it's to just sleep. A cold in. house, you know, but a good couch. Yeah, I did my di- my mom when I did tell her, and I was brought some of my homemade cookies that make people feel great over to share with my family. Um, she was like, she was like, uh how do you make money? (laughs) She was like, is it from selling cookies? And I was like, no, I'm not like a drug dealer. I just look like a drug dealer. I'm like always on drugs and act like a drug dealer, but I'm not. 
I actually do make money from the show. How do you make money? <laughs> and then she was like, so you just like do it so you can smoke for free? And I was like, okay, OG, what do you know about smoke for free? <laughs> what do you know about the smoke for free system? Yeah. That is a good system, though. Yeah, it's a great it's system. worked for many people who like to get high over many decades. <laughs> don't have extra money. Yeah, being broke also, I'm halfway through the month and, like, counting every dollar, which is something I'm not very used <laughs> to. That. Which probably is why the panic is building inside of me. Um, but I did, I went to a bargain outlet store and bought a bunch of Power Rangers figures I'm going to resell on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like back to flipping shit again and uh, cookies and yeah, it's me again. Also, I'm driving a Toyota Prius, which the last time I was single, I had a Toyota, a 93 Toyota Corolla. I remember that so car. A black car. Blaring, blaring death metal in with this tiny little car just weaving in and out of traffic. I feel like I'm 27 years old again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. It's ups and downs. <laughs> Lots of it is really fucking awesome, but then there's moments where it's just like, <laughs> there's no one in here. There's no one in here with me. There's no one I can say, like, there's no one I can just like, there's no one to just grab real quick and say, look at this funny thing. Or I want to tell you a story about the store earlier today, you know? Yeah. I mean, your money will get right over the next like couple months. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to be like, no, I'm just way overextended right now. Oh, I know. I know the feeling, man. I'm kind of overextended right now. Yeah, I just got a check on Friday. Like, this is the first time I've been like this in a while. I just got a check on Friday that I wasn't expecting, and I mobile deposited it, and I checked my bank account every 15 minutes saying, like, where's that fucking check at? Where the fuck is that fucking check? And it's not there yet, and I'm just going nuts about it. Now I'm like, did the check get lost in the internet? I don't fucking know. Yeah. You know? No, that check was great. That check made that check. me as happy as anything's ever made me. I went to Odd Lots, Goodwill, Ohio Thrift, and Ollie's today, and TJ Maxx, and was able to get a lot of stuff to make me panic less <laughs> so I can cook food and have some something of a normal household now. Yeah. Cook some food. And you'll have Charlotte at some point. Yeah, yeah. Which that'll I help. think will be like the biggest help for you because yeah. it's like, well, I'm I'm not like 27. I do have a daughter that I take care of. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm still accountable. I can't like be re- completely reckless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Like, well, that was even like uh, when the show when I was talking about it and you said we're like. You were like, how am I going to tell somebody about cocaine? And I'm like, that's not really wasn't at the top of my mind at all. Like, that's not a big part of my life and not what I'm planning for the future. You know, kind of see what happens to 40 year olds that have a cocaine problem. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it's not a regular thing for me. No. But you, you mentioned it. And I just wanted to clear that up because there are people that know us that listen to the show and people did message me about that. Cocaine? Yeah. Like if I have a problem or something, it's like, that's not what I'm doing. That's not what makes this show run. For I just don't say no when I'm on tour. Yeah. That's the extent. He's not a no-sayer on tour. But at home, I don't think you've done cocaine since tour's over. Uh, don't well, fucking contradict me. Stop being a fed. Just stop. You don't need to talk about it. It's yeah. just not something to... He's off the cocaine. <laughs> just like I'm off the pizza and the hamburgers and yes. the candy. He's off the cocaine. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I feel like I have been using less weed, too. That might be part of it. Um, but I feel like I will have less use for that. Although, on Friday night, when we went and got the fucking separation actually notarized and filed the paperwork, I took a whole fucking hit of acid and listened to music for six hours straight. That was a bad idea. It I was think. the best. Okay. It was it was so transformative. Like, 
for the first part of it, I was listening to Towns Van Zant and like Guy Clark and like all these miserable, miserable ass people. And then I was just like, you're being ridiculous. There's, you know, you don't want to be back in that relationship. If you, if you right now could be back in the relationship, you wouldn't take it. So you have to feel better. So then I started listening to like Jasmine Sullivan and like Mary J. Blige and Ari Lennox and was just like feeling way better. And uh, it was awesome. It was a good time. Well, that's good. That's good. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. But also the other thing is you also mentioned about starting a relationship and introducing them to you. That's another thought is that um, I don't plan to have a relationship at all, like ever again in my life. That's where I'm at. I don't want, I don't want to be concerned with another person at all. I like I, I, me and Eric used to argue about this all the time because I would say I have unconditional love for humanity. Like even the worst people, I feel bad for them. I feel like the the Jesus thing, like Father, please forgive them because they know that what they do. My love for humanity is unconditional. Romantic love is fucking conditional, and there's rules and there's expectations and there's all this stuff. So, you know, it's never I'm never going able to love a partner the way I could love a stranger. You know, I expect better of a partner than I do a stranger. I give all I have all the forgiveness in the world for a stranger, but the person I'm with, you have to get it together. Well, you know, I'm off pizza, so okay. Okay. I, I know where you're at too. We're both <laughs> in the same space. I'm never going to eat pizza again. Shot Gaming said no res- no relationships for Brett, no pizza for Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mark the date. I'll never Yep, it works if you work it. Guys, you know, put make a big calendar of the last time I had pizza and uh flip it on Thursday probably. <laughs> Actually, you know, before we get to our first call, is our first call on there? I don't think so. You gotta look. I know I do. I know. I was just checking. I'm a checker. Before we get to the first call, um, I'm getting my second shot tomorrow. Woo-wee. I'm getting my Javarino tomorrow. Getting getting it. And uh everybody in my house is preparing for disaster, but in classic Brian from Street Fight Way, I've decided nothing's going to happen to me. Smart. This is this is a good this is one time your mentality is helpful. <laughs> I've decided the stubbornness is great for this. I have decided because they said like, oh, I'm hydrating. I'm like, I am hydrating today. I'm uh-huh. drinking a little more than I usually do. But they were like, uh, you know, I'm seeing everybody's getting the getting the bad side effects, you know, off that second shot. And I went like this. I was like, uh, you're not seeing the people that didn't? You know what I mean? All the brave, silent folks, all the stoic, stoic, uh, strong people that don't get affected. They don't. They don't have to post. They don't want to brag. And that's me. I'm one of the. I'm stoic. I'm I, strong. I was. Re- I I found someone's Pfizer post about their second dose. It was like 34 comments deep, and everyone was complaining. I was like, "You're a fucking wimp. You're a fucking lousy. You fucking have a bad attitude." I'm not gonna get taken down by that fucking second shot. Yeah, the first how- one felt like nothing. I know. That's how I felt too. Just my arm was a little bit sore the next day, but like these people talking about like, oh, I, you know, Gwen's teachers told them they felt like they were tripping, and it's like that's not happening to me. Yeah. I mean, I will actually be tripping when, like, I get the shot, so it's that's not going to throw me off. <laughs> yeah, nothing's going to happen to me, man. I'm going to feel fucking great. The next day, maybe the, the day after I get the shot is going to be, you know, the day that proves it. But, like, maybe I'll do a little quick. Actually, I will be streaming that night. Okay. 
at eight o'clock. So I you think have to at prove eight or it. Nine four twenty. So uh, yeah, I'm four twenty. Me and John are doing a stream for the POD cast, and uh, I will be on camera. And I was talking to John about, it, and he was like, "I think you'll be okay." And I was like, "I gotta tell you the truth, man. Even if I'm not okay, it'll be a good anti-vax public service announcement." <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, doing really bad. It'll be like, hey, look, this is what it does to you. I don't fucking know. I'm, I'm not making any comments. I went and got it. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll report in too. I should. I'll have to do a mandatory check. I get when's my, yours? The 26th. Oh, next week. Yeah, yeah. My whole family is going to be done on Thursday. Okay. So Gwen probably will not go to school Friday. Smart. Even just Smart. she might not have any side effects. No, but she also, yeah, will just be like, I don't, she tried Friday. Hey, you were over at the house when we talked about it. She tried Friday. She said, no school today to, to Katie. And Katie was like, I didn't get the email or anything. I didn't see it. And she was like, oh no, I was just saying I didn't want to go to school. Um, like, I think she was trying, if she said no school today, if Katie like, would be like, oh, okay, no school. Right. You know? Right. And it was, that was not the case. She was just, she, that kid never wants to go to school. Good try. Katie's better at games, though. Katie's way better at games. Here's something that drives me nuts. Before we get to this call, the first call, something that drives me nuts. Every Sunday, before I come and do this show, (laughs) earlier in the day, my daughter will say, I have to read 50 pages of The Kite Runner. (laughs) Okay? Uh And all I hear about all day is, I gotta read 40 pages. I gotta read 30 pages. Only 15 pages left. And I'm like... Did your teacher call you yesterday and tell you that you have to read 50 pages of a book? Or did she give you like a week? She was like, well, the last time she gave us two weeks, this time she only gave us six days. And I was like, 50 pages, six days. I mean, look, I'm not a big plan ahead guy. Yeah. Okay. You don't, don't think that I'm some kind of guy that's going to run around and tell you, oh, prepare, plan ahead. Cause I hate doing it. It's mm-hmm. the worst thing in the fucking world. But 10 pages a day seems much better than spending your entire Sunday reading The Kite Runner. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Just you drives me fucking crazy. Now, I know what, like why parents go crazy about that shit. Yeah, kids suck. Yeah, it's like, dude, come on, man. Charlotte has to do 20 minutes of iReady. She will play 45 minutes of Roblox. And I'll be like, all right, get it together. You got to do 20 minutes of iReady. She'll do four minutes. She'll be like, Dad, it says zero four. How many is left? I'm like, 16 minutes. <laughs> Dad, it says zero eight. How many is left? 12 minutes. It's 20, <laughs> two zero. It's two zero every single Monday. It's yep. two zero. Yeah. And you just want to fucking, you just want to be like, dude. I mean, with Gwen, it's like when you're in high school, they, it's like college. They give you your work at the beginning of the week and you fucking know what's coming. Don't ruin your Sunday every yeah. week. And, and I think she convinces herself that she's going to do some on Friday and some on Saturday. You know what I mean? Where she's like, yeah, I'll just do some on Saturday. And then I'll do like half Saturday and half Sunday. It's like, you're not going to do none Saturday. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised she's reading a book, though. I got to tell you, like, that is something that I'm really impressed with that because I know that kid loves to do like a book on she'll she'll do she'll buy a book on uh, uh, she'll buy an audio book. 
Yeah. Or she'll like, she's a Cliff Notes kid from way back. She's always been that way. And and people are like, oh, you know, why don't you make her do it? And I'm like, I don't know how you make somebody read. I have no yeah. fucking clue. Pinch, you got to pinch the back of their head in the right way <laughs> to like get their optic nerve to start firing. Move their lips <laughs> with your hand or something. It's like, I've said before, it's like, I can't make her read. And I got, I, I feel like she hates reading so fucking much. That if I did say sit down and look at the book in front of me, she would just not read it. She would just open the book and look at the page just and not scan. read it and just not even do anything. She would just, her mind would blank and she would just stare at a fucking piece of paper. Yeah. I just feel like kids hate reading. And teachers make kids read the most depressing shit. It's like every every book she comes home with is like this is a harrowing tale about like the Holocaust or Afghanistan or something like that. It's like, hey, do you want to instill like something in the kids to like reading? Maybe give them a good, not a good book. These are all good books, but maybe let them read a book that's funny or like a good goof book or like a, a action book or like a, a fucking anything else. You know, no good literature has got to have that, uh, got to have that like downfall. I was going to say you could read Confederacy of Dunces, but a teenager would hate that. No, they don't get that. Yeah. yeah. They're not going to get you gotta that. You'll be older to like that book. You got to be older and then have people tell you why it's funny to actually really think it's funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I think that's it, what I needed. I think it'll just stick if you, if you know it, but I don't know if I, I feel like a, so there's a lot of stuff that you read when you're a kid and then you're like, oh, that was like satirical. Yeah. That's what that's called. Catcher in the Rye was a book I really enjoyed because uh, I read it later and a lot of people really hated it. Right. They were like, fucking guy's a whiner. And then when I read it, I was like in my 30s. <laughs> right. And right. I was like, this is fucking what a teenager is. This kid knows what's this up. Is, well, no, it was just like, this is this is exactly like a young person. Right. This is what young people sound like to me. Yeah. All right, let's take some calls. All right. First call, special guest caller. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Yo. Hey. Darna. How's it going? Did we hey. pronounce your name wrong all week? Darna? No, no I, you're good. It's Darna. Darna. Okay, because I thought about that uh, uh, since Wednesday. I've been thinking, did I say her name wrong? And is it going to be humiliating when she calls in? So... <laughs> No, dude, you got it. I mean, it's not a hard name to read to everybody, but it was just like, what if it is? I, I remember I, I was walking today and I was like, could it be like a silent D? Could, like Harna or Daharna? <laughs> no, definitely not. Like, honestly, though, um, I don't even really pronounce my name right. Like, I say Darda, but like, Whatever, I'm not even gonna try. I don't even really pronounce my name totally correctly. So I'm the same. Good, is what I'm saying. I'm the same way. When people spell my name wrong, when people spell B R I A N or put an M instead of an N in my last name, I don't correct them ever. There's been articles written about Street Fight where they spelled my name wrong that I didn't correct them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's uncomfortable. Like, well, you, you the definitely. So if you heard the show Wednesday. Um, what yeah. we, we talked a lot about Micro because he's a prick and an asshole and a dick. Yeah. The dick and prick, same thing, but I just wanted to throw both of those out there. But he was in a totally bad mood. Something like micro penis. 
Yes, that does work. Know. Micro penis always works. Yeah. But he was in a bad mood. We, me and Brad have been covering micro for probably three or four years now, I think. Yeah, dude. And we've never seen him mad. And we have remarked on the fact that he has never been mad. Yeah, he seems like an impenetrable force, and you were able to uh, draw something out of him that uh, made him look like an, an asshole. To, like, really was not the normal folksy sitting on the front porch in a rocking chair type, uh, these kids these days don't know anything. He he seemed really hurt. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was, like, pretty, pretty surprised he said anything. The other kind of weird thing is, like, he waited, like, a good... I mean, like, a good week before he responded at all. So, like, after he didn't respond, you know, I, like, I hit him up before I published the article, and I was, like, here's some questions. Like, why did you take money from, like, these, like, oil trade groups, whatever? Uh -huh. um, I, like, hit up his publicist, and his publicist was, like, yeah, he's not, he's not commenting on this. So I was kind of, like, okay, whatever. He's not going to say anything. Like, I guess I'm just going to publish this, and that's fine. And then, like, a full week later, he wrote this, like, fucking like novel <laughs> yeah like, six thousand word piece it, his Crazy. facebook is like his newsletter like that is where he really yeah. just like shares shares his inner workings um so i can imagine it would take a week for him to look over it and make sure that it you know it fit all of his uh style guidelines <laughs> but it's, he he still couldn't hold back from like really Addressing you by name, like what, fifteen times or something? Seven, yeah, seventeen times. Seventeen. Pretty. I love just like thinking about Micro sitting there writing my name over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I, he I knows would, your name. He, he would. He sometimes in the middle of the night, he he gets up to get water and he just hears Darna, and it, like in the back of his mind, he just hears <laughs> that like you know the truth about yeah. him. You also know yeah. the, the funny thing is, and and you have to. I, I, you have to love this is that you know for a fact that Mike Rowe paced around his house arguing with your article for a, probably a week, maybe even, maybe only a couple days, but he argued with you in his head the whole time. And the funny thing is, like, his publicist not answering the question, his, he probably, I mean, maybe his publicist should have just pushed it to him and been like, hey, this piece is being written, which that's the worst. Is that the worst thing about being a journalist is like, well, I mean, so I the person who I was like emailing with works at Discovery Plus. Um, so I guess I don't know, maybe publicist is the wrong word, but like whatever it is, the production company and okay. they like I mean, I assume, like, I sent them questions, and I assume that they asked him, because he said that he didn't want to respond, so, like, I assume that he had, like, the full opportunity. And he said in the piece, too, like, or in the, whatever, piece, Jesus, the Facebook post he wrote, he said, like, oh, you you emailed me, like, the night before, like, I'm, mm. basically was like, I can't believe that you would think that I would have time for this, like, I'm so busy. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I mean, that's good. That's Patty. He had a so, lot of time, though. He did have a lot of time to write a really long Facebook post. You know. So, so can I ask, like, what started you on this journey? Like, did did you watch Dirty Jobs like in an earlier time in your life, or with your parents, or something? I watched some of Dirty Jobs. Um, I mean, I told you this, Brian. Like, I 
I watched it and I was like, this is like dumb and funny and seems nefarious. But I've been listening to Street Fight for years and it was definitely because of y'all that I was like, oh, like, this dude is like not just an, like, he's not just like a, you know, normal, like, kind of asshole, like, media figure. He's like a, you know, there's something else going on here. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. And he, I, he, he, I'm sorry. He just, he, he, he like, it's it's cool. It's a guy a guy that goes and works in the trenches and does dirty jobs is a cool thing. It's cool. It's it's a likable thing to do. But then when it when totally. it when it heads into going on Fox News all the time and talking about like cancel culture and, and like you're you're becoming a right wing pundit, but at the same time like I'm just a man that respects work. You know, it's like you're not. You you have an agenda. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think like it. Well. It's, uh, I mean, it's funny because, like, he, his whole fucking thing with this article I wrote is, like, well, like, Discovery Plus told you, like, told you before you even published the thing that, like, explicitly that the oil and gas industry didn't have any, like, you know, say about the content of the show. And you still publish this misleading art, like, basically being, like, I can't believe that you didn't just believe exactly what my, like, production what, what the fuck? I can't believe you didn't just believe, like, discovery at face value. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe that you would publish anything that would go against what I would say about myself, which that, is fucking ridiculous. I mean, that is funny, too, because, like, we've never had commercials on the show because we never wanted to, like, have a boss. That was the whole uh-huh. kind of thing. And, and we always felt yeah, like... We, uh, we've had offers from people for little things like those 5G underwear and maybe even other stuff that I don't know about because we always say we, we got offered 5G underwear and we seriously considered it. 5G blocking 5G underwear. underwear. Yeah, we got offered that and Brett was like, dude, we got offered a sponsorship with some 5G blocking underwear. Wouldn't it be funny to do live reads for it? And I was like, yes, that would fucking rule. That would be the funniest thing. And then I, then after like three texts back and forth, we were both just like, uh, well, that's still advertising. We can't do it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but Wait, did you like, did you get them to send you the underwear? Did you get to like no, try it? That's the problem. See with, with a lot of these oh, partnership okay. deals, they, what they do is they're like, we'll give you a code for 50% off the first pair. You order those and then we'll give you a, a, a coupon code and you'll make 10% of everybody that buys them afterwards. Word. Yeah. Yeah. That's Which exactly. I got offered. I mean, to, I definitely, I got, we got offered I to sell. Not ever take like a sponsorship like that. So I feel you. You did what? I definitely would not ever take a sponsorship deal like that, even though it would be amazing to have a 5G blocking underwear. <laughs> I need to, I'll, maybe I'll go j- dig in there and see if I can get the sponsorship. But we've also got offered to, like, there's people that sell slippers that look like Jordans and shit. And they do the same thing. They're like, get your first pair for $9. And then every time someone from your show buys one for $30, you'll get $5. You yeah. Know? Well, I don't want to do and And the thing is, like, the reason we don't do stuff like that is like a selfish thing and independence thing where it's like, well, people already pay for the show and I don't want to not be able to make fun of the 5g blocking underwear. I got it. You know, like I don't, I don't want to not be able to make fun of something and right. Maybe the oil and gas industry didn't specifically tell him what needed to be in his show, but you can bet 
that he isn't going to do anything that focuses on bad things that the oil and gas industry has done in the past if they're paying for his fucking show. Yeah, I mean, I like, I, this is so fucking embarrassing, but I keep thinking, I really can't believe I'm about to say this. I keep thinking about, there's that um, uh, Michael Parenti lecture that uh, is quoted in that really famous Leftover Crack song or it's like you know you write what you like because they like what you write um so like yeah obviously they're not going to fucking sponsor somebody who they don't agree with like it doesn't mean that they literally have to tell you verbatim like you 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 know like like mike you should definitely say that like fossil fuels are like the backbone of our society like they don't (laughs) clearly they don't need to like obviously because he fucking like he would do that anyway like i'm not trying to argue that like they're putting words in his mouth or anything just like i mean it does seem like it's a pretty good fucking move for them (laughs) to like align themselves with this guy who's trying to be like well we couldn't like basically we couldn't have anything good without oil and gas um so yeah like i don't i mean that doesn't mean that i think they're literally going line by line and like writing a script for them because they don't have to right like yeah, you're right. He's already he's already openly a a, a spokesperson for all of this stuff for for, for anti- all the worst stuff. Yeah, all the worst stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he's against unions. He's against green energy. He's he's a fucking Republican. He's just a fucking Republican, and and he really gets away with that. Like oh, I don't believe in that politics. I just believe in a hard day's work. And it's like, no, dude, you yeah. believe in politics, and you push them all the fucking time. Well, I think a good thing Darna did in her piece also was she she got him to she got him to come out as anti union as he's going to come out, if that makes sense, yeah. by talking about the Micro Works Foundation and uh, him saying like, hey, look, you know, we advocate for this, but we don't get into. Uh, arguments between owners and uh or between management and workers and it's like then how pro worker are you then if you're not going to take a side between workers and management i can't call you pro worker sir yeah exactly the other kind of funny thing in that vein that he said in his facebook post was like there was a part where and y'all talked about this on the show earlier this week too but there's a an episode where he like goes and talks to like a dude who runs a solar company like about solar energy and stuff uh and in the piece that i wrote i referred to that dude that he talked to as a solar installer and mike rowe in his facebook post is like well sarna you know he's not just a solar installer like he owns the company like he's an entrepreneur i'm like yeah i don't like i don't think higher of this dude because he's a capitalist like like Actually, he's not just a worker. Like, he is a boss. So that means that you should have more respect for him. Like, okay. Dude, I, <laughs> I think you're... He I mean, missed... You're, you're kind of bad by it. And he's... he's like, he's, if, he meets a, if he meets a cowboy that sells fucking wind power in Texas, he's like, well, that's a damn good thing. You know, that's a great thing to see. It's just grand. But he's yeah. not interested in, like, changing the infrastructure of the world or, or the way things are. He's perfectly fine with that. He's benefiting from it. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's just right. Like he, I mean, and that's, that's very similar to like what the whole like dirty energy industry in general does. Like they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll put a little bit of money into like clean energy sources. We'll put a little money into like wind, a little money into solar or whatever. But like, 
Y'all know that, like, if you really, like, you know, if you really put down to it, the main thing that you're going to have to be relying on forever is oil and gas, right? Like, we all we all understand that, right? Like, well, there's all this wind and solar stuff. You know, we, we can do a little bit of that. But that's, that's not, like, really, that's not really what energy is. Yeah, and there in so many so many of those so many uh people that saw those uh solar panels fail in Texas that immediately blamed it on on the the energy source and not that they did didn't do any sort of preventative uh anything preventative for ice and snow like re- there's solar panels in places where there's lots of ice and snow um it's it's not that but they're just grasping on to any sort of uh any any sort of narrative that suggests that there's no way of getting out of this. I mean, I, I think that to me, like at the end of the episode, it just seems like it does seem like there's no way out. It just it's such a hopeless message. The, the thing that he says at the end, because it's like, you know, we think clean energy is novel, but like we're going to keep burning this shit. You know, that's just the way it is. Yeah, exactly. And actually, I am like pretty curious to know. I wish I'd fucking asked him. Um, maybe I still will. I'm really curious to know, like, exactly what Mike Rose thinks about climate change, like, at all. Because he said in the thing that he wrote on Facebook, like, he's like, yeah, nobody wants the, like, world to burn or whatever. But then he's, like, basically talking about how there's, like, still a debate about whether, like, about how serious, yeah. like, the also fuel causing climate change thing is. Like, I... I'm both curious, like, what he personally thinks and also, like, what he would be willing to say um, while, you know, like, I don't know if he's personally taking money from all these groups, but, like, clearly his fucking, his, like, ventures or whatever are funded by the oil and gas industry, so. I mean, if he was smart, he would, he definitely wouldn't, you know, speak up and say (laughs) that climate change is real at all. I mean, that would lose him a lot of fucking money. I mean, he's rich because... Well, actually, I don't know. I kind of wonder, because, like, all these all these oil and gas like lobbying groups now their whole thing is like basically admitting like yeah yeah this is this is a real thing and then being like but either like well it's an inevitable problem or like oh but everyone's overreacting about how bad it is or like yeah it's a problem and that's why we like the companies should solve it not y'all but like us um so i don't know like i feel like he probably could say that it's real but i don't know what he personally <laughs> believes at all yeah. like i no you're right I mean, and he's he's such a smug guy that he would be like, you know, of course it's real, but we got to deal with what's real today and what we can really get done right now in the real world. I think where things are real. I think (laughs) I think what I said on the show this week is really his belief is that like, of course, climate change is real, but I'm going to die before any of the bad stuff happens. So I don't care. I've looked at the numbers and by 2050, it seems pretty squirrely, but I don't have that much time left. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking true. I really feel that way about guys like him. Like, like that, that like he wants, he's making a bunch of fucking money because there isn't, there are all of these like, evil forces in the world these corporations these corporate interests these lobbying groups all of these like consortiums of evil people and all they want in the whole world is a guy that is divorced from politics who they can have come out and say what they want him to say and people will be like oh isn't that isn't that great whether it's folksy or whether it's woke or whether it's any of that stuff that's what they want and they 
they don't understand like they understand that it's politics i think mike rowe understands yeah. that it's politics but he is just a dream for these uh a d-ray is another guy i mean he does a lot of good stuff but like also does a lot yeah like will will cape for like some of the worst shit in the world right. and he's like it, it's like they're just a dream for these corporations where it's like they seem above reproach i can't go to my father-in-law like okay he's gonna hear me say donald trump's a piece of shit and he's gonna be like oh you know brian's just a liberal or i can say like you know mitch mcconnell's a piece of shit and maybe he'll even agree with me and like all this stuff but if i say mike rose a piece of shit i'll be like oh now come on you know what he ever do yeah and like it yeah. is almost impossible to explain to somebody what he did yeah <laughs> that loves him <laughs> I'm going to start sending them your article, though, now. Yeah, I think, well, the other kind of funny thing is, like, it's totally true that part of the appeal of someone like him is that he, like, acts like this, like, oh, like, I, it's not politics. Like, I just have my, you know, like, down home, like, working class leaves, whatever. But then also, like, the people who do take that politically assume that, like, I mean, I got, like, hundreds of like angry emails and like dms and shit after he wrote this response and like half of the fucking dudes who were writing to me were being like yeah well i bet you never wrote anything bad about joe biden and i'm like i like there's <laughs> <laughs> nothing good there about joe biden like it's not fucking about that so he like he brings out this like i don't know like tribal kind of thing and people or something i don't know what the fuck it is but like people get like really energized by whatever the fuck he's saying and then all of a sudden think that the other side is just like lives and i'm like dude like i don't think that fucking like, joe biden i think that joe biden should be taking this shit a lot more seriously too like i'm talking about mike <laughs> i don't know how bad were your how bad was that stuff for you because i know i, I mean if it was a dude, they would attack like crazy, I think. But if it's a woman, it's going to probably be even worse. Ten were, times. Were, were they brutal? Like, uh, uh, are they mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, they were, they were definitely mean. They were mostly really funny. I was like, I mean, whatever. I just like made everything private for a week and it seemed to kind of die down. Yeah. But it just doesn't really... It doesn't really seem, <laughs> it doesn't seem to me, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, uh, uh, naive, but I really feel like, like, uh, uh, Mike Rose people wouldn't be mean. So it is weird that they were mean to you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of it was maybe people. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of it maybe isn't even people who care all that much about Mike Rose specifically. They're just like, oh, well, I feel like this like girl who's writing this is probably like a lib. And yeah. I think that climate change is fake. So I'm going to write something shitty to her. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's some pretty wild ones. Somebody emailed me. Um, God, I like don't even, <laughs> uh, maybe Greta will let you lick her asshole now. Which like, <laughs> it's just clearly like, you are a man who watches child porn is what I feel about like you when I read that. <laughs> oh, Greta, the, uh, Thunberg. Thun I thought I'm so yeah, old. Yeah. I thought it was Greta Van Susteren. <laughs> Goddamn lib Greta Van Susteren. 
Oh, so they were mad. Also, you didn't even like part of it was about climate change, but the whole piece wasn't about it. And they like kind of seized yeah. on that, I guess. I mean, you really did. Yeah, I mean, go even if I thought that climate change was fake, I would still think that there's some pretty obvious problems with micro, but you know. Yeah, you you really I, I I just I can't I can't stress enough like you you really dug down on him in a way that like he's never going to listen to a podcast and a lot of the people that are into him aren't going to listen to us or aren't going to listen to the citations needed episode, but they'll take time to read First of all, they wouldn't have taken time to read your piece, but they ended up, he ended up putting it in front of them. Yeah. And you he turned, yeah, you turned to some people. He is like so good at not fucking up. That's the thing. Like, it, it's crazy that you got, you infuriated him that much. I, my hat's off to you. I wish I could do it. Yeah, you're a killer. Oh my God. That means so much coming from both of you, seriously. <laughs> um, but I was, I don't know, I was pretty shocked. I was like, I mean, like, yeah, like you, I was like, well, he doesn't, my bro is like not the kind of person who responds to people who like criticize him. So I was like, oh, well, whatever. He's probably not going to say anything, but it's pretty, <laughs> pretty wild that he did. It sounded brutal though. I will say I saw your editor posted about the piece and people were screaming yeah. at him too. And like, yeah. we're really, oh, y'all, what have you ever done in your life? And I, I just want to be like, what has Mike Rowe ever done? I mean, he made some TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. Big fucking deal. I'm making a TV show. Yeah. Now they can't even hold yeah. that That's against great. me. Oh, my God. You got to try to get him. You got to try to get Mike Rowe to come on like me and TV. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, have a debate or something. Yeah, we need to do. We need to yeah. invite some. We need to invite some opposing ideas on a means TV with Mike Rowe. We get yeah, yeah, exactly. I wish I could. I wish we could get him on there and then just got get. He's one guy. There are a few guys out there. Tucker Carlson's one. He's one. There are a few people out there that I would love to like get and like because you know I was a big Opie and Anthony fan back in the day. Big Howard Stern fan. Um, and I don't do that kind yeah. of. I don't do that kind of radio. And I don't want to do that kind of radio, but God damn, he's a guy that I would love to do that kind of radio to. I mean, I don't know if no, you saw no this and I'll send it to you, but he got caught in a lie on the Jim and Sam show one time and it's on. Oh yeah. It's really embarrassing and it's on uh, YouTube and I'll send it to you. But he told a story that other people have told like, throughout time like a folktale story and got caught lying and it is very funny he told a story on open anthony oh. and a week later people called in and said uh that story that mike rowe told my scoutmaster told me that story that same exact story <laughs> wait what was the story the story was that uh one night he was riding his dirt bike home and a bunch of cops started chasing after him and he thought it'd be uh, cops came up on the road and he thought it'd be funny to run away. So he like gunned it and went through this huge pasture and the cops like were trying to get drive through the pasture. And then he ran through the woods and he got away from the police. And then later that night he got home and he was having dinner and his parents turned on the, the 10 o'clock news or nine o'clock news. And they were like, wanted bank robber gets away on dirt bike, police chase ensues. And so 
the story is that basically they thought he was a dirt they thought he was a bank robber and the police could have shot him because he fit the description so if the police are ever oh behind you should always stop and do everything that they say wow yeah that'll that'll definitely work for everyone exactly <laughs> the same way wow yeah very tone deaf very <laughs> very stupid once again it's something that you tell 10 year olds but something that you tell 10 year olds yeah. as soon he as he told they, grown men the story yeah he told grown men the story and and like as soon as he left the show they just call after call after call uh, people say my scout master told me this my priest told me this and it's 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 great because it, it really shows you like his little folksy tales and stuff <laughs> is probably all Cribbed. bullshit yeah, yeah it's all bullshit yeah man well thanks for calling us darna we really appreciate it um you know go check out the article but if, if people want to follow along with what you do uh where can they find you uh I'm on Twitter. My handle is my name. It's D-H-A-R-N-A-N-O-O-R on Twitter. Or you can go on, I write for Earther, which is Gizmodo's climate website. So you can read my stuff there about like climate change and, I don't know, the labor movement and stuff like that. Cool. Stick a, uh, this is so fun. Thank you so much, y'all. You're Thank welcome. You. And, and don't be a stranger. Yeah, uh, we want to have time, DM us. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah, oh yeah, I'd love to come back. All right. Peace. Peace. If you look at check out uh, Gizmodo Bye, for Mike Rowe's new Discovery Plus show is big oil-funded propaganda from Darn and Noor. Uh, thanks for calling in. That was a great one. Someone asked if it was the same person from the Real News Network. It's it definitely is. Uh, you know, we have we have the most amount of like legitimately cool, impressive people listening to the show. We, but we don't, with the audiences, there's not enough of that to make like a big audience, you know? Yeah. Everybody that listens to us is fucking cool, but there's only 10% of people will ever be cool. So we're never going to achieve above like a 10% saturation rate. No. We're fucked. I know. We're, we're totally fucked. But hey, if, if all the people that listen to the show are cool, I'm happy with that too. As long as we max out the 10% of coolness, I'm, I can live with that. Yeah. That's how I feel. I can't find that Mike Rowe video. We played it on the show, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that was so funny. Oh yeah. my god. I'm I'm gonna try to find I'll I'll look for it. I'll try to find it. Fellas, I'll tell you, I had I had one of those old <laughs> 70s mopeds. You remember the one that goes brat, brat, brat. What the, do you the think? The police that? are coming after me, waving their guns. What percent of stories do you think he, he's lying when he tells? Like what what percent of his stories are fucking bullshit i mean the best of the best 100 percent. like the best of the best you tell the best story for the situation you don't worry about authenticity or truthiness that's true i mean i mean i feel like to get to his level you have to just absorb other people's stuff and just spit it back at the right moment like you just got to be able to tell a story Right. And make it seem like, you know, like, let's go on a ramble real quick around the block. And it's like, oh, are we smoking a J or something? It's like, oh, no, I want to tell you a story. Yeah. I mean, I like when people. I had a listen, cat. Hated the getting in the bath. I, that old cat. <laughs> I also like when people. I only care about good stories. Right? Yes. Like, I don't care yes. about the truth anyway. I mean, like, don't insult my intelligence in front of me. 
You know? Yep. Yep. I don't. I honestly like if you tell me a story and part of it's a lie, but it's a funny story, I'm gonna go for it. You know? Sometimes the endings really suck. Sometimes there's a huge buildup and the (laughs) ending is like a real stinker, and you just have to twist the end to make it a better thing. Yeah. Uh, All right. Next cow. I believe uh, we're gonna call from old Lermworm here. Uh, Thanks for calling Street Fight. How's Lermy doing tonight? Hey. Hey guys. What's up? Um, I heard you say my name just now, and I was like, oh, I'm about to go on. And then I realized that my mouth is super dry. So, hey, well, you know, we're up thinking. on the moisture. Did we say it right? I want. Can I pester you for a few minutes and say, we asked you if you said your name right? <laughs> like, the, like the last call? That's what you said. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, so I, I've had people. I was joking. Um, so, I mean, it's like my part of my name at the beginning uh-huh. um but i changed my name on facebook to that like a few years ago or it's just like learn me and so uh all the people i've met since then are like oh it's learn me i love so, the like, name it's really unique it's a fun sound to say it seems like uh i don't know it's a good name it's like a schoolyard nickname <laughs> thanks yeah and i've had people be like what like where is that from? Like, what kind of name is that? It's <laughs> not really from anywhere. <laughs> Laramie? Is it Laramie? Or... What kind of name is that? Yeah, it's like French or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey. How's it going? Nice to hear you guys. Good. What an awesome call. That was like... Yeah, she's uh, great. Pretty good. It feels like a big victory People- th- that in some small way, we have gotten to micro now. Like yep. that, that like yep. we can we take got shooters. Yeah, we got shooters. <laughs> we 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 can get to him, and finally we have. And and you know, Darna did all the work. Yeah, and and really wrote a great piece. But uh, uh, the fact that she was hit to him by us makes me feel so good because now. He doesn't know he's mad at me, but he's really mad at me right now. We're like Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you guys are getting like degrees of separation closer to my grow. Oh, yeah. But it's happening. At some point, we're going to fight him. <laughs> at some point, yeah. we're finally... We're finally going to get to do the Brett versus micro work off that I've been dreaming about yeah. doing for, you oh know, a long yeah. time where Brett and Mike Rowe load a truck side by side, head to head, head to head. And whoever loads the truck and then we'll also do clean an airplane out inside, okay. clean up after a flight. You go in there, you got to clean up all the stuff okay. and yeah. make it because that's a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's intense. Load yeah. a truck, clean it. And then, you know, what's another good job? Oh. You y'all y'all gonna have to flip some bergs. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean. You're gonna yeah. have to do a McDonald's, yeah. and it'll be head to head. Brett versus fucking micro, and Brett will will beat him for sure by a lot in yeah. all three events. And then Brett will be given Definitely. the gold medal medal of greatest worker. And what I'll do is. I'll be like, fuck him up, Brett. Like, I'll be standing off to the side <laughs> saying, like, load them boxes, dude. You know? Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll be fit enough, too, to to even get in and on there, too, and maybe try. Yeah. Well, it would be so- good if you were there heckling. Yeah. I helped Brett move the other day, and he's the first person I've helped move in uh, uh, more than a decade. Yeah. 
And uh, I carried heavy stuff, and I was very proud of myself. Yeah, but I, I felt like you, shit. I won't ask you to do it again. You were very reckless. <laughs> really? Yeah, you're extremely reckless. My wife is reckless. <laughs> uh, it's just a combo. It's just a wreck, wreck, wrecking ball of a couple. Really? Did we fuck something up? Uh, well, just a little. Just I know. I mean, you know, if you treat your own stuff that way, then I guess I can't complain. That is how we treat our stuff. That's the <laughs> truth. Okay, we do treat our stuff like shit too. Come look at my house anytime. <laughs> I wear my shoes on the couch. Ooh, yeah, I'm heavy-handed. I also I'm a no shoes house, so I'm going to buy the little booties if you ever come over. I'm I not bought, coming over. I bought booties so that if you come over, you got to put them over your shoes. I'm just not going to come over. I'm just not. I'm actually not going to come over. Okay. Which Brett said it's not his house isn't a hang house anyway, so I don't. I I don't think he'll expect me to come over. Or I'll be like, you got to come to my house, or I'll do what I do at other people's houses that are no shoes houses. I'll stand in the foyer, just stand there and like peek around the corner. I do that. Like, what are y'all looking at out there? Oh, I've that's gone crazy. to fucking like whole graduation parties where I just stood <laughs> in the area where the door is. I'm not taking. Are you afraid of like something biting your toe or something? Why? <laughs> why don't you take your shoes off? Don't you hate the feeling of having your shoes off? Oh my god, no. My my shoes have been off like 90% of the last year. Thank you. My shoes have been on <laughs> 95% of the last year. The only time my wow. shoes are off is when I'm sleeping. The only time I leave them on uh, Here's what I do. I leave them on tied very tight all day. Like I, right don't, I, sometimes I'd rather just walk outside in socks and then replace the socks when I get inside than put some <laughs> shoes on. I think if I think right now if I took my shoe off and showed Brett my foot and the indentations from my shoes, <laughs> it would really freak him out a little bit. You will be I'll show I'm going to probably so soft too because you don't have any uh, like foot calluses. That, yeah, are they like wrinkly, like from being wet all day? They're not wrinkly, and they're not wet. I wear very you monster nice monster toes. Socks. You got monster toes going. I on? do have big toenails, but here I'm gonna walk over like here. A I'm gonna show color you. than the rest of his skin because they've never been touched by the sun. It's gonna be like fucking chicken breast over here. <laughs> what is this? Ew, those are bad shoes, dog. <laughs> those are fugly feet. <laughs> See, that's where that's where the shoelace goes across. He ties his shoes so tight. It's the whole top of his foot is all red. It's irritated. <laughs> oh, wow. It's not irritated. It's just tight. Secured. Yeah, it's it's, it's secured. It's foot throbbing red that. from being secured so tight. <laughs> it's not throbbing. First of all, that shit looked like it was throbbing to me. From here, I saw it pulsating. You're making it sound like it's throbbing. It's just like, and take a rope or a shoelace. Okay, or like a ratchet strap. A shoelace. Take a shoelace <laughs> and tie it around your arm and cinch it three quarters as tight as you can and then take it off 13 hours later and then you'll know what my feet look like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're doing like foot binding yeah i kind of am i mean they are i wish i could show the I, I would show the chat but i don't know how to get the camera on my feet but like you gotta uh, move your, stretch your leg up yeah, I can't. Well, okay. I'm. I also am not flexible. Do a happy baby. Yep. I'm gonna do it. Just give me two seconds, chat. I'm gonna do it. It's really bad. You gotta have some breathing room. You gotta take your shoes off. 
You should be wearing shoes in the house. That is a fucking... I, I'm not going to pretend like I'm one crime. of the good white people, but that is something that was fucking wrong that we did, which is wearing shoes in the house. It should never happened. Too much freedom. That, yeah. That's too much freedom. Yeah, I grew up in a shoes on. You could wear your shoes on, but yeah. now I'm shoes off. Yep. Why? Why do you guys do that to yourselves? You don't you want to be able to lay on the ground or something? Yeah, I do it. On a pile it of a, dirt? It's like separation between your house and the outside world. Yeah, it makes the whole inside like a special place, like a very clean, yeah. wonderful zone that isn't covered in the ooky gooky of outside. <laughs> I don't I don't I just think, think about, about it. all the stuff I'm stepping on outside. Yeah. You're probably stepping on so many things because you're in the, <laughs> walking those little boots around everywhere. <laughs> I, I have carpet now too, and so that's I'm like carpet shoes on carpet, I'll cut your fucking feet off. If you put your shoe on my carpet, yeah. I'm gonna cut you off at the ankle. Like all this right. is fun unacceptable, man. That's a it's like a it's like a towel on the ground. You can't just put a fucking muddy shoe on top of it. I'll never do that. I, yeah. I will never do it. But in my house, booties. I, I used to do booties. I don't like booties, though. I don't like doing that. You don't yeah. like booty? I do like booty. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't like, I don't like doing booties, though, because I don't like the part where you got to put them on. If that makes sense. You, you know, know, where you got to put them on. Inconvenience? It's just that way you got to lift your legs. God. You could tie them real tight, and it would be like an extra shoe. True, but I don't like that lift your legs thing where you gotta like lift your legs. Sit on your butt like a kindergartner. Sit on my butt? No, then I have to stand back up. You guys don't understand what my flexibility is like. <laughs> I think if if a flexibility was on a scale from one to ten, ten being the most flexible and one being the least flexible, I am a two in flexibility. Okay. I mean, there are probably 80 year old. There are definitely 80 year olds that are more flexible than me that are, that can like do. Remember when I did a yoga thing at your house and I fell over? I was trying to do happy baby. Mm -hmm. And they were like, just do happy baby. You're it's on the ground. It's like really easy. And I laid down on the ground and I, uh, uh, I did happy baby and I just ended up tipping over to the side. I, I'm just like, I'm not, I used to be very flexible when I was a thin guy, but now it's like, Just all I hear excuse. about is Brian, you know, you need to stretch. When's the last time you stretch? And I couldn't tell you the last time I stretch. I can't think of a time when I stretched. Which means you're not going to be immediately good at it when you try. This isn't it's funny, a matter of going you know? back to yeah. it. Rolling over in that pose is like also fine. Yeah, I like it. That's what makes Just it roll fun. back the other way. There's no bad way to do that pose. It is literally like being a happy baby. You can roll side to side and laugh about it. But when I was a baby, totally. the hat when I was a baby, the happiest I ever was was sad when baby. I was sad baby. <laughs> sad. We need a sad baby pose. <laughs> when I was <laughs> when I was a baby, my favorite oh. pose to do, period, was uh sitting in a chair with my shoes on. That was my happy wow. baby that's what a happy baby brian did is what he put his shoes on he tied them real tight oh and then he sat in a nice chair and he kind of like he really fills up the chair because that's something about me that people don't know is like i will fill whatever chair is that you like put me in okay. i'm i'm i don't know there's like an animal or something that's like that but like if a the cat? No, it's like a blob. I'm like a blob <laughs> yeah, in a way, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like how, like if like you, in the, like in the Amazon rainforest blobs. 
<laughs> something like that. Yeah, like a blob or a fish or some kind of thing. I don't know. Or a frog. Or I think blob, blob fish. I think there was a rumor that there was, when I was younger. Blobfish. Blobfish. When I was younger, there was a rumor that there was a frog that no matter, like, all you had to do to get a giant frog was put them in a giant aquarium, right? Like, so, like. Oh, they just keep growing and growing? Yes. To the size that is commensurate with the place that they're at. So, they don't grow the size of the aquarium, but, like, if you bought aquarium the size of a house yeah the frog would end yeah. up being three quarters of the size it's of like the house. caimans and gators and some of the totals and shit are like that i remember reading a book that was like this is the plot of it's like a children's book i think it was about a fish though yeah and it, the fish it, just kept they kept getting bigger houses and the fish was getting bigger it's pretty cool and that's how i am when it comes to sitting in a chair or on a couch i will i will I mean, I'm basically like laying down, you know, this, my girlfriend before Katie broke up with me. Cause she said, every time I sit down, you just lay on me and I'm like, yeah, that's like what you do with a girlfriend. Right. Uh-huh. And that's, you know, that's what I do you to Katie. Have a couch? Yeah. Well, you yes, like a, that, you're you're now you make it sound bad. Use them like a couch. I considered it affection. <laughs> But you, you're, you have like okay. a mutant ability to make yourself larger than you appear or to spread your weight out into a larger surface yeah, area. You, it you completely have, smother somebody. You have no idea how seen I felt when I heard them describe man spreading. Uh-huh. Like when, when you started seeing people be like, y- y'all notice this man spreading? And as soon as the first time I saw it, I'm like, oh yeah, I know a lot about man spreading because <laughs> I man spread. Yeah. Identified. Yeah, you got me there. Man spreader. It's. I hate when something like that ha Like, I mean, I'm glad people feel comfortable saying it, but I do when something like when people just find like a a bad behavior, you know, and they they like identify it and they start calling it out, and then like you see it and you're like, oh, I do that. Like, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm the bad behavior. I'm the common man. Well, <laughs> it's a, hey, it's a teachable moment, you yep. know? It is, but it makes you feel well, like. It's really a gift. There's been so many. There was a, uh, there was a meme. I talk about this all the time, but there was a meme that I saw one time. I think it was like from black Twitter or from a, a, some meme site or something that said that had like a dog with this like tight lipped smile on its face that it said, this is how white guys smile at you when they see you walking by. Oh yeah. And I fucking, That's, yeah, me too. And I noticed I do that. I fucking, I don't do it anymore now to overcorrect. Everybody just gets the same dirty look. When they, they oh. not dirty, but like kind of like, hey, I'm having a bad time. Oh, I like I give, everybody oh. I look at gets in the hey, I'm having a bad time look. Oh, I give him the cheese instead. <laughs> no. I actually give yeah, him a full, full smile, full smile. Yeah, I give him a full, full hearted, genuine smile. If I think they're cool, if they seem like they're having a bad day, whoever it is, like I really cheese them now instead of just doing lifting the corner of my fucking <laughs> lifting the corner the awkward, of my mouth yeah, up the awkward half smile yeah very uncommitted very uncomfortable hey person yeah yeah i was i i just i noticed that i do that and there was there's like 
there's a few thing i i i've just when somebody brought it up i was like ah oh, motherfucker that that is like me i i am the example of all of the bad things i can't think of what the other thing was but it was like i mean it was just my whole life you know what i mean like It'll every come back to you yeah, it will. Tonight, probably. I know. I'll be laying in bed and I'll be like, oh, there's another bad characteristic about myself. <laughs> so, Lermy, did you call in for a reason? I'm sorry. We didn't mean to railroad I you. I did. Oh, no. Th- it's fine. We're chilling. Um, yeah. So, I wanted to talk to you guys about marijuana, freedom, and justice. That's three things I like. Are you in Rhode Island or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, we're having... If you live in Rhode Island, anyone listening, or anyone, even if you live in Massachusetts, you know, we're neighbors. We're um, doing a rally at the state house to make sure that we get um, marijuana justice. Uh, the state is basically on track to legalize marijuana. Cool. Um, but we are like, you know, saying that. We need to make sure that um, justice is, like, part of the equation. Sure. And they don't just leave everyone hanging, everyone who's been fucked over already by the racist, like, drug laws and yep. all of that. So we're demanding, records. like, Gotta get some people automatic out of jail. expungement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it has to be automatic. Otherwise, it's, like, just another fucking hoop for people to jump through who already, like, you know, it's fucking hard to have a criminal record. It makes everything harder. Um, and you have to like, yeah, you just should, it should be automatic. Wipe the slate clean. And the other thing that we're um, asking to be put in the legislation is really cool. It's uh, support for worker-owned cannabis cooperatives. So the way that like legalization normally goes in how, how it's gone in most states that have done it so far is basically that big corporations, big like fucking pharma and stuff loop in and just like suck all the money out of that. And it doesn't, the revenue doesn't benefit like any of the people who, you know, have been hurt by weed being criminal. Yeah. Um, so we're calling for them to, um, provide like grants and funding and just structural support to make it so that there are uh, worker owned co-ops in the cannabis industry. And it's not just big companies. Yeah. And yeah, if, if we, there's similar stuff exists in Rhode Island, as far as like, they have a lot of um, like government programs that support like the arts and small businesses and, um, so this would just be like, yeah, an extension of like that support. And it would be um, amazing if that happened, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's what we're, we're asking for that. And to express that we're having a party at the state house. Um, there's going to be awesome speakers. There's going to be speakers from the formerly incarcerated union and um, speakers from reclaim Rhode Island. Um, which is the group that I work with and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be music should be really cool. So Sounds awesome. I wanted yeah. to let everyone know that. When's I that going down? What's up? When is it again? On 420. Sorry. I don't oh. know. Maybe I didn't even say it. Awesome. 420, 6 p.m. at the state house. 
Easy Can to remember. I, are you got? Is there anything in there? I, I know this sounds like uh, 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 I'm being nitpicky, but like I think something that's been that is at least missing from the Ohio medical thing, and hopefully this will be fixed when we get recreational at some point. Uh, are they are they trying to get it in there so you can grow it? By any chance, because I I think that's the big that's one of the that's another one of the injustices I think of the way they're doing it is like it's so fucking easy to grow you should be allowed to grow it yeah that is a good point yeah there's there's um I don't know if this is included but we have some language in our demands about like civil rights for users of marijuana but I don't know if that extends to you know can you get fucking hassled for growing it but that is a good point i mean they usually try to make it usually they they want to make it illegal to grow because yeah they always leave it so that a few people can profit yeah so the big companies you know yeah michigan had some golden years michigan i still think is doing pretty good um but yeah, uh, letting people grow as much as they can sell is the way to fucking do it. Like we don't, the Ohio's did such a really poor job of handing out growing license to like uh, two dozen, two dozen companies or something that mm-hmm. that had gigantic grow rooms instead of letting people, you know, grow it themselves and 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 you know, and do what they you know have a small business essentially. There's no small businesses in uh, in Ohio for marijuana growing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what we're trying to address with the worker ownership um, and like a cooperative model. Um, Having basically the idea is that the people in the community throughout Rhode Island can, you know, make a living from it. And it's not just, you know, going to be going to one CEO. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of cool, like, worker ownership stuff happening in Rhode Island right now, too. Um, I feel like, I don't know if this person, someone should call in from White Electric Cafe. I don't know if anyone has, but it's like a local coffee shop, and they they unionized, and and the owners were like, "Uh, we're going to sell the cafe. And so you're like, oh, that sucks. But then they were like, oh, we can sell it to you guys, though. So... The ah. workers like data. They did a fundraiser and they made enough money to buy the cafe. So it's like I'm going to reopen as a worker-owned cafe. Fucking gnarly. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah we're going to close the cafe. Cafes are the worst. <laughs> I did not get into this. I'm just trying to run a cafe. I'm not trying to do all this. <laughs> yeah, they just fold. Yeah, they're usually someone's part-time hobby. You know, you can't really make a living off of them. I don't think off a cafe. I don't know. Maybe I'll try open one and find out. You know, it always just seems like somebody's rich partner. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, Lerm, thanks for calling. Totally. I'm glad you can. You can. You can rewind on the YouTube to see my feet if you feel like you want to see that. See the picture of my feet that you missed. Okay. But thanks thanks for the reminder. (laughs) Okay. I just let you know. They are pretty wild looking. I'm going to tell you the truth. Everybody in the chat said they look crazy. So I feel like I can picture it. I can. It's like when you've been in the pool really long. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, wrinkle, you know, too moist. 
and really white. Yeah, we call that monster yeah. feet. Yeah, it is very white, <laughs> but it's got a lot of red in it too. It's got little indentations from my. Uh, no, it's mostly just a. I mean, just I, that's why you're grumpy all the time. Nope, <laughs> you're like that goddamn lion that had that thorn in its paw that was just like real. <laughs> Always pissed until someone took the fucking. You need to take that thorn and get some fucking be better shoes. <laughs> like your shit looks. Yeah. I feel bad for your feet. Dog. I don't have a thorn in my paw. <laughs> that fucking hits really hard because that story is something that really made a difference in me when I was a little kid. Was the lion with the thorn in his paw? Yeah. Now you're acting like I'm. Um, That's why. <laughs> Yeah, now you're acting like I'm the lion with the thorn in my paw. My feet feel great. They're comfortable. I love it. It's they're they're great. <laughs> and somebody's got to draw the lion with a thorn in his paw with my stupid head on it. Yeah, we're all just a lion um, with a thorn in our paw, really. If you think about it. Yeah. Thanks for calling, Larmy. We'll we'll uh, talk to you later. We we love you. Well, can I shout out one more thing? Oh, fuck yeah, you can. Okay. Um, so come to the 420 rally. It's going to be good. And then also, if you live in Rhode Island and you like socialism and like making people's lives better and you do some type of art, graphic design, video work, um, please contact me because Reclaim Rhode Island needs more people doing that stuff. Sweet. Yeah, do that. Help out with help out with Reclaim Rhode Island. I, I do like the. Uh, uh, I do like pushing these people on on when they're going to pass legalization because you know they're just going to hand it to capitalists, mm -hmm. basically. So it's it's really good that you're out there and uh, organizing around this. Yeah, we've got to make it happen. And you can contact me um, on Instagram, probably. Yeah, that's probably the best. And it's Lermworm, L-E-R-M, Worm, like the you know, little guy in the ground. Lovable creature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hit me up. Uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a good night. Peace. Peace. Let's do one more before we go to break just to work through the queue. Yeah. Um, I wanted, I did find the flat earth email. Here's what it was. <clears throat> Here's the, I'll leave my ambas the ambassador sign up link below. I'm not sure if you're aware of the dangers of 5G, but blank underwear blank has created underwear to prevent that radiation from attacking the male reproductive system. Should you choose to partner up, we would create you a personal link. If anyone signs up and makes a purchase, you get 20% of that purchase and they get 15% off for using the link. Spots have filled up, so I'll leave the sign up below. It's free, but once you sign up, you'll have access to a dashboard containing further instructions as well as analytics. But they don't give you any. So you got to buy them. So basically, it's a way to get people to... It's just sales. Like they're, they, I have to buy them, and then, I, then, then I'll do a, what, a review and try and sell them to make you know, a few dollars. I wonder how many of our ironic... Dumbass! How much listeners would sell? Would buy? Like I know if we start reading a read, people would be like, "I'm gonna buy them." I mean, I'm gonna, it's funny. It. It's a funny joke. It's like when I bought the singlet. Yeah, you know, I just had the singlet in my hand earlier today, and I was like, "Why did I buy a singlet?" Someone on Twitter said, "Wear the singlet, 
rent a pole vaulting setup and get to town and do some athletics. So there was someone on Twitter. <laughs> do some said, athletics. Someone said they would underwrite the whole expedition if you wanted to do a pop-up pole vaulting club. <laughs> you wore the singlet. I'm, I'm, they, I, I didn't want a while to put down. They're ready to pay to play. Like they're going to do it. <laughs> underwrite a, a pop-up pole vaulting yeah, club. Yeah, we'll sell ads. And we'll get people, we'll hand out power gels and shit. I mean, do you think anybody else would do it with me? I want to yeah, do it. There's I want to do like all vault. kinds of people like me out Fuck there. Yeah, I want to do pole vault for sure, man. I told, I mean, I told you it was a bad idea. It doesn't mean I doesn't, don't want to do it. Like, <laughs> I want to do it. Yeah. I watched a guy fail so bad on pole vault. It cracked me up so bad on Reddit. He went up and he didn't let go and then came back and then he was fucked. Once you come back, if you don't let go, it just flings you. It just fucking throws you. <laughs> I thought that's what you did, though. No, no. When if you go, if you try to go up and you can't get over the bar, and then what happens is the pole starts to bend backwards again, and then you just fucking get pitched to the side. Yeah, I want to do it, man. We got a fucking pole vault. Maybe when we get on the road, somebody will be like, "Hey, Brian, I run a pole vaulting gym." I'm a high school coach. <laughs> yeah, we we'll get a call from a high school coach. Yeah, and now hopefully. A pole vaulting gym. A pole owner. vault and a fucking hipster pole vaulting gym in uh, Branson, Missouri will get a hold of us and let's do it like a pole vaulting experience. Yeah. I mean, we get a lot of cool experiences when we're touring. True. And, you know, if there is a pole vaulting gym in the United States and one of our listeners is somewhere around it, yep. they'll get us in and yep. we will pole vault. It's pole vault time. And I want to throw the disc and uh, the heavy thing. That's the two. That's the I want to throw the heavy thing. Discus and shot the heavy thing. The heavy ball. Okay. Uh, thanks for calling Street oh. Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello? Yeah. It's you. There is. Oh, excellent. Um, this is Brandon from Pittsburgh. Um, he, him. Um, first of all, I want to, I want to, uh, put something out on the Mike Rowe thing. That dude's worker credentials include him being a fucking opera singer. So fuck him. Like that dude's class consciousness is firmly. Hey, he was never usher- having worked a day in his life. He was an usher at a movie theater too. So he also had a rich benefactor that let him sleep in his uh, mansion for and their mansion for free for a while. <laughs> so we've learned a lot about him over the years. Hey, I need real quick just one second before we get into this call. What's the thing that you hold in your hands and you spin around and you throw it? Ooh, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Oh, and I want to do a javelin. But those I want to so do those do, too. You want to do a field day. But I don't want to run Track or jump in hurdles. I don't want to jump hurdles or run. What is the swinging thing? Yeah, that's fucking insane. That they, thing rocks. They put divots in the sand. Yeah, what is that thing? I'll look it up. Hammer throw. Right? Hammer. Hammer throw. I want to do the hammer throw too. Let's just fucking do track, man. Let's just have a let's just fucking join a track and field club, dude. Okay. All right, man. I'm in. No running though. Tell them I won't run. You gotta run, dude. Nope. Not gonna run. I'll never run again in my whole entire life. You're gonna regret that decision. (laughs) You're really gonna regret that decision. What's going on tonight? Yeah. Uh well. First off, I'll, I'll I'll say Brett. I know you've talked a lot about cars and like racing and stuff in the last like couple of months. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't live too far from Columbus, man. I'm about to drop a big block in my like ratty old muscle car, and I'm gonna come out and let you drive it one day if you want. Absolutely. Uh, somebody else. Um, yeah. 
another listener, uh, they imported an R32 Skyline from Japan. And they took me on a ride around oh, 270, shit. and we, like, fucking fishtailed all over the place. It was awesome. So, yeah, I, I, I'll go on joy rides. I'll take my fucking top off and uh, swing my titties out the window and everything. I do want to say this, though. I mean, Pittsburgh's going to be one of the first live shows. Like, 100% oh, sure for sure. Huh? I'll make sure I've got my engine ready to go. I've, I've got a, a 67 Oldsmobile with a 455 I'm putting in it. So God damn. we'll spend I, some tires, man. I can see Fuck, us in yeah. Pittsburgh before the summer's over. I mean, I can't make any promises, obviously, because the world's all fucked up. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's one of the Pittsburgh. If you're in Pittsburgh, if you're in Florida, if you're in Columbus, I mean, you're probably going to get a street fight show sooner than later. Driving, driving places, I, six hours of driving is, is more likely to get to show than anybody. Yeah. But I mean, Pittsburgh and Florida, because we canceled those gigs. Is, is yeah, fair thing. warning. I have like crippling anxiety sometimes, so I can't say I'll go, be at a show. But yeah, if you want to go for a drive, I'll, I'll I'll take you around and drop you off at the show. You know. All right. See, see where I'm at at the time. Yeah, we'll pull some- up at the show. I'll fucking stand outside the show, smoke cigs, and fucking you pull up, and I'll be like, "Let's go on stage." It'll be we'll throw some bleach under the tires. <laughs> maybe Nick. Maybe Nick can film it like the old comedy specials. You know what I mean? Where they would like fucking they'd be sitting at a restaurant and then the guy would get up and then he would like walk across the street and then through the building and then like but you would pull up in a muscle car and then walk through the building into the green room right. and then out on stage like an old hbo comedy special yeah perfect. that was like the 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 only opening that they did back then yeah well i'm i'm made for that i'm old school baby he is old school um yeah. So, uh, uh, as much as I love cars and stuff, I actually called for a pretty specific reason today. Um, I work at a machine shop and incidentally, like, uh, I guess I'm like what the third consecutive week you guys have a welder calling in. Hell yeah. Um, my dad was welder. Oh yeah. I want to keep it. I want to keep that trend going. This is um, a welding show now. I, yeah. Um, I listened to your, your thing on, on trash future this week, Brian. And, uh, my company is like struggling to stay afloat except that in the last two months we got a huge contract that everyone is really excited about because it's going to save the company and uh uh guess guess who it's with don't tell me it's that place in lordstown and endurance is is that what uh, it's called we are making parts we have like a a like a one and a half million dollar contract with the Lordstown plant. I got to tell you the truth. I'm, you, I'm, you probably don't have a one and a half million. <laughs> well, that's, that's why I called as soon as I heard the trash future thing, I, I started doing a bunch of research and talking to the, the people at my work because everyone where I work is super excited because things have been going really downhill. It's the classic case of like, this business was really thriving and then the owner died and his son took over. Um, so not so thriving anymore. And yeah, so, uh, I, I started talking to people about it and hearing more and more about how, uh, the Lordstown like execs had been through the shop and told them about the lawsuit, but had was telling everyone that it's actually just a scheme from some short sellers who are trying to like, uh, short sell the, the stock and make profit doing that. So they're being completely dismissive 
of the actual scandal that's going on around them. Right. Yeah, I mean, when you when you get that contract and you you get that money, it, like that's how people get conned. You know, I I was recent. I was I've been like really fascinated with like uh, cons, and there was a story in. I actually read two stories about people getting conned in the New York Times this week, and uh, um, the one that I read was about uh, oh, fuck Jason Kidd's wife. Can't remember her name. She hired this assistant, and this assistant, she gave her access to all of her financial accounts. Oh, no. <laughs> Everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then caught her stealing. Yeah. Caught her stealing three. Basically, she had stolen $350,000, okay? And she called. So, Jason Kidd's wife, and I, I wish I could remember her name. She calls the lady, right? And she's like, hey, you know, uh... Do you know what happened to this $350,000? And the lady drives to her house and cries on her front porch. Porsche Le Coleman? Like, what? Porsche Le Coleman? Uh, I think it's a different name. Jorna, Jornana. Yeah. So she shows up and she's crying on her porch, right? And she's like, please forgive me. You know, I'll pay it back. I'll make restitution. Not only does she forgive her, but she keeps her on and doesn't change any of the information and fucking catches her stealing again. What? A second time. No. Yeah. This wow. woman's like a con. She's like a con artist. She did it to a few different people, but like, uh, uh, she was able to convince her that she really changed her ways. Yeah. It, it seems like she did it every time too. Cause she would get caught. Then she would apologize and cry and all this shit. And then they would hire. There was another story I read about the Friars club in New York and they hired a guy who had been arrested for uh using charities to do scams to like con people and he called himself uh the king of cons and uh when he got out of jail he wrote a book called the king of cons he went around giving speeches as the king of cons and then the friars club hired him to run their charity section oh, and no. the motherfucker conned him. So, like, when you get conned a lot of times, you're just so excited for whatever this thing this person's offering you. Yeah. You just, you can't see, like, your boss can't see past the million and a half dollars. Like, yeah. it seems like so much money that it's like, there's no fucking way this is going to fall through. But this truck is so stupid. For people that didn't hear Trash Future, it's an electric truck that... They haven't tested yet. They have like rolled it. They've they've test driven it down a hill and then another time like tried it. And the big gimmick with the truck is that it, I swear to you, and your guys are going to think this is the craziest fucking thing in the world, but I'm not lying to you. The big gimmick with the truck is that it doesn't have one engine. It has four engines above each wheel. Oh, man. It's like a drone. <laughs> yeah. They made it like a drone. Yo, Brian. Brian, I don't want to. I don't want to have to correct you, but I think you're mixing something up because the company that actually pushed the truck down the hill, and that was the only video they had, was Nikola. Um, the endurance was even better. They test drove it for ten minutes before it burst into flames. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It caught on fire, and it's just yeah, like blue said it explodes. <laughs> and then you're just like, come on, man, don't, don't. Listen, a million dollars sounds fucking great. If you told me that I was going to get 
a million dollars, I probably would let you con me too, to tell you the truth. Right. And, the, and at the end of it, like you can write it off on your taxes when you get conned. <laughs> you know, well, like, the real whammy for, for my shop is that um, w they're excited about this contract. I forget the specific number. I think I'm rounding up. I think it's actually like 1.3 or 1.4 million over the course of like two or three years. Oh no. But we're having to buy like, we're having to buy like a two or three hundred thousand dollar machine to run these parts. I just don't see this thing no. happening, dude. I, they were that factory in Lordstown. They like were just faking having a factory. It, it's all very fucking weird. Like that factory isn't even set up to make cars. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. I, yeah. I, I, I watched a documentary about some of it, too. It's such a scam. It's so funny though. I yeah, mean, I you can you can sign I up. I know that you can pre-order a car. You could get on the waiting list for cars for a thousand dollars, and they're just taking a thousand dollars from people to sign up to get on a list for a car that doesn't exist. That also has. I mean, you don't put. Nobody's ever like. You know what the great part about having a car is. Is having an engine, and you know I'd like to have four of those. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been trying to read about their design, and it doesn't sound great. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and I mean, I just know that like when things go wrong on a car, it's usually the engine, <laughs> you know, because that's the big piece of the car. So having four of them seems like a really bad decision for a car, but. It just yeah, seems like when you're mounting it directly to the wheel where everything can hit it. And if you go off road at all, it's definitely going to smash into stuff and things like that, which, and they show them driving off road all the time too, right? Like on the website, if you look at the website, they're driving off road on it the whole time, or they're not driving. Cause the fucking thing catches on fire. You, uh, they're, they're on the, they're, they like have them on dirt roads and stuff to show. Cause they're supposed to be for, be for job sites, which that's the interesting thing about it to me. It's like, I would love to sit down with your boss and be like, dude, I mean, I know they're supposed to be for like fleets. That's what they're planning for is fleets. And you just want to be like, man, it, it's just not going to, uh, uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, These people, things aren't going to, they don't have any desire to make this happen. A lot of people on Twitter don't even check those things. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think my work was banking pretty heavily on the fact that it's like, well, they're partnered with GM, so we really don't need to do much due diligence. <sighs> no. That's, That's another they, thing, they, though. They're just super excited. That's another thing, though, like, they checked. I mean, you can just say you're partnered with GM, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I just feel like, oh, you know, before I put that money into that equipment, I would be like, dude, you need, I, I would cash tell your boss, like, yeah, cash a check or two. And, uh, really like, I just, this whole thing's going to go bad for everybody, I think. I mean, for Lordstown specifically, I think it's going to be tough. And uh, now for you, it's going to be tough. No, no, for me, it's going to be great because, like, I have a backup plan, and this might be the thing that finally puts my company out of business so I can cash them unemployment checks. Like, <laughs> I, I don't give a shit about this job. Yeah. <laughs>
It's a very. It, I cannot emphasize enough that I want my work to close down. Everyone sucks shit. It's a bunch of reactionaries, and I'm completely cool. Like I have a solid backup plan, so I'll collect unemployment for a while and then start my own thing. I'm good. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I mean, but, like, please keep but, us but posted. The, the, dude, the hilarious thing really is that, like, when I heard you guys on uh, talking about it on on a uh, trash future, I I started reading everything I could about it. And I brought it to all of my coworkers. I'm like, y'all, do you know that like all of the investors are literally suing this company and we're making parts for them and like all of this stuff is going on and everyone like freaks out for like 30 seconds and then the, the cognitive dissonance kicks in and they're like, actually, you know what? It's probably going to be fine. They'll, they'll sort all that stuff out. Businesses figure things out. Yeah, they do. And that, I'm like, that's been a classic thing that business has done. Yeah, it always works out really well for like the average worker who's you know making the stuff. So th- th- it'll be fine, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, especially when you don't know anything about business. I guess, like, I mean, I don't know anything about business, and I would probably be in the same boat as them. Like, ah, that you know, they always figure it out. You know, they that oh, you know, this place ain't never. I mean, when I was working for the cable company. I was under the firm belief that that place was never going to close ever. And I'm sure they won't, you know, but like when you're working, a lot of times people don't think about their place that they're working closing and they just think business fixes everything like that, that like not my business isn't getting conned, but uh, your business is getting conned For, for two years, for two years straight every month. I'm like, how are we still in business? Yeah, we, we we wasted so much money this month and didn't make anything. How the fuck are we still open? I mean, do you think it's uh, do you do? I mean, are you feeling like like do you ever ask them where the money's coming from or anything? Oh, I mean, I don't have to ask. Uh, our owner is independently wealthy. He he, it's, ah. it's like his his family his family name is on the business, and he like. He has this like pie in the sky dream about saving his father's business, but the the business didn't start sucking shit until he took over. Okay, and so he just keeps sinking money into it, thinking like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I would make my dad proud if he were still alive." Except he's his dad would be so massively disappointed if he were still alive. Yeah, well, he's getting ripped off by a <laughs> stupid company. Yeah, it's it's he he seems like very much a fail son who just is like bumbling through life yeah all right well thanks for calling is there any is there anything you want to plug oh um yeah if i could um actually through street fight i met a few dudes who are lefty car guys and we started our own podcast it's uh the cars and comrades podcast so you know check it out wherever podcasts are sold i guess hell yeah yeah Yeah. i'll have to give that a listen thanks thanks for calling listen to cars and comrades yeah if i yeah, if, if we get any updates on the Lordstown plants, I'll uh, I'll give you guys a call back. Please keep us posted. Yeah, on that. we know. love cons. Yes, absolutely. Yo, I, I don't know who I'm supporting on this con, but I just hope my work closes so I can get unemployment. Yeah, <laughs> so you're 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 probably going to be happy then. Yeah, the big payoff is coming. I just don't want to have to keep waiting for it. Right. <laughs> All right, y'all have a good night. Peace. All right, thank you, everybody for listening to the show. We had a lot of great callers. We've got a pretty big queue, but I think we can get to you. We're just going to have to make the next half of the show kind of sped up.
um, which is mm. not a problem. We'll take a short break and we'll come back in here and we'll burn through calls. Be uh, concise if this, you're on hold. This week we have music from Admiral Shaman and the Brainbenders. This album is called Gladys and Her Psychosis with Moses. Um, where are they on here? Uh, did they have, I don't know if they said anything. Let me see if they sent a message. I lost the, 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 uh, lost the freaking thread. I lost it. Yeah. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Here it is. Here it is. Sorry. 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 Yo there, Brett and Brian. Hope you're doing well. I've been a listener for a couple months now and I was hoping to do a music submission for the show. Not sure if it's okay. Uh, anyways, one of my close friends from back home in North Dakota, where I grew up, released this first album with his friend. Their band name is Admiral Shaman and the Brainbenders. Um, if you like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard or psychedelic rock type stuff, I think it's worth checking out. Uh, thanks for sending it in. Appreciate it. You're the best. Uh, yeah, if you have music you want to send to Street Fire Radio, just DM it uh, or send it to uh, streetfireradio at gmail.com. This is Admiral Shaman and the Brainbenders. We'll be back. We're Street Fight. Peace.
everybody. Welcome back to Street Fight Radio and ho- hope you enjoyed the music. Um, oh man, I forgot the name already. Uh, that was Admiral Shaman and the Brain Benders. Admiral Shaman and the Brain Benders. Uh, you can find them on Spotify. Just look for Admiral Shaman and the Brain Benders. There they are. Thanks for sending that in. I really appreciate it. If you have music, streetfireradio at gmail.com. You know, the other thing that I really love doing over the last few few days, I went to the grocery store. I bought the craziest shit that my heart desired. Like, I could buy anything I fucking want to make any dinner I want. And that was, um, felt fucking amazing. (sighs) Really? Yeah. House full of just pungent flavors. Gross. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) All right. I don't want your gross. I don't want to even smell your house now. I'm afraid. Uh, let's drinking see. that matcha or whatever that shit is that I love matcha, whatever that shit is. We gave you that hustle. Matcha is not the lemon lime is a bad flavor. It's not an, not appealing. All right. You ready for the next one? Yeah. Thanks for calling street fight. Thanks. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh, Hey, this is Lucas from Connecticut. How you guys doing? Great. How are you, Lucas? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, I know you guys are uh, in speed round, so I'm not going to try to take too much time. Uh, I got a quick shoplifting tip um, okay. and then a, uh, a loss prevention story. Uh, both of those are super quick. And then I want to talk about a Facebook post I made like a month ago that uh, 150 comments later Caused me to take a little break from uh, the Street Fight Facebook group. So, oh no, okay. that sounds cool. That's fine with me. The, the first two <laughs> are real fast. Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Are... Go ahead with the the loss prevention stuff. All right, so uh, you guys were talking about uh, Tide and how that was a uh, a thing people apparently were stealing for um, to flip. Yes, something that's even easier to steal and flip. And something that everybody completely forgets about on like supermarket sweep when they're trying to fill their cart with valuables, spices. That's actually true. That is actually saffron. Saffron is like a hundred dollars an ounce. So yeah. Saffron and uh, vanilla bean. That shit. You just put that in your pocket and you are good to go. Wait, can I ask you this though? Do you know of a place where they sell hot spices? Cause I'll fucking go there and buy my spices. Um, I mean, they've got like saffron at the grocery store. Just um, they have it at Stop and Shop here in Connecticut. I, no, know, I mean, uh, I mean, do you know a place where they sell stolen we, spices? Can you get it for fifty percent oh, off? No, no. I that's the thing. I don't. It's it's probably not as easy to flip as Tide because everybody needs laundry detergent. Not everybody needs saffron and vanilla bean. Yeah, Pine I mean, nuts. I do. Pine I can fucking too. use both of those things. You know, I fuck. I would buy cumin. Go. I'd buy stolen cumin. I've probably stolen any spice, really. Because spices are fucking crazy expensive. I'm going to start a fucking stolen spice store. At the flea market? There you market. go. You call it hot spices, and everybody thinks it's spicy food, but it's actually just like stolen spices. Stolen spices. That's true. And uh, you said you had a loss prevention thing? Yeah. So I used to know a guy who was a loss prevention guy at Lowe's. And he uh, took some like sliding glass doors, like uh, the couple thousand dollars for a set of doors. And the story goes, I can't really confirm this, but what I was always told is that he uh, took these doors, put them uh, behind his store one day, 
like just set him out by the dumpster. And when he was done with work, went, picked him up and returned them to a different store, knew how to like game the system, made a couple thousand dollars and then used that to start his own landscaping business and quit his loss prevention job. That's, That's fucking incredible. Great. I mean, if the loss prevention great, guys, great way to start it. right. If the loss prevention guys stealing, nobody's there to catch them. You know, it's, well, it's it, almost like I, you should just get a job as a loss prevention worker to steal. Well, the other thing too, is you like, you develop a system to steal from work and you exploit it and you use it and you get caught and you get sent out the door. But if you're in loss prevention and you know a way to pull off a heist that will f- fund like a new, exciting, different life for you that you're in charge of, you can just pull one heist and, and be done with it. Um, I used to also, I would, th- at several of several of my customer service jobs, I would throw away a lot of stuff and then call my friends and they would go into the dumpsters in the back and grab the stuff and drive away with it. Or I would pick it up later that night. Yeah, that's genius. Yeah. Great that's way a- to make a couple bucks. Yeah. Okay. Now don't get us in trouble with the Facebook group. We like those people. And uh, I don't want to like air so their drama on on the show. <laughs> I feel you. And all of the drama that occurred is 100% my fault. And I asked for it. And I've learned from the experience. And uh, so I about a month ago, uh, I was at a drive through Somebody littered. And, and I responded inappropriately. Um, I hopped out of my car and tried to return the garbage to them. And their window was already rolled back up. So I tried to open their door and toss it in completely unacceptable. You can't try to open somebody else's car door in just about any scenario, but certainly not in a drive through. And, uh, you know, when, when I see somebody litter or when I saw somebody litter, uh, I just had like a moment where my blood boiled and I just wanted to give the trash back to them. You know, I, I wasn't going to assault anybody. I wasn't planning to harm anyone, but there's no way in hell the people in the car could have known that. Uh, they were uncomfortable and scared, rightfully so. And there is a chance that, uh, you know, I may have traumatized these uh, people. And the people that were in the car were, uh, you know, just based on what I was seeing while waiting for my tacos in the drive-thru, uh, it was a rambunctious car full of uh, probably teenagers. They might've been early twenties. I don't know. Uh, younger than me and, uh, primarily girls mm-hmm. and somebody, and, and I posted in the, uh, in the Facebook group, a, uh, am I the asshole post? And, you know, I asked you for found feedback out. and boy, did I get it. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. I yeah. I, you know, I don't 100%. have the guts to do an, am I the asshole post because 98% of the time I think I am, but Hey, you know, it, I would just say this, like that, here's the thing. I would have never thought about that being sort of a, a, a problematic thing or, or a thing that people might be bothered by because I am like a dude and like, I'm kind of bigger and like, I just don't think about things like that. Like, I don't, I don't think about how, you know, I could be an intent. I don't think of myself as intimidating. So like I would, I would maybe have, have said kind of the same thing. You know, I, I would have been right where you are sort of like, Oh, you know, maybe, 
without knowing how it can affect people. But a couple of years ago, a friend of our, or probably last year, maybe the year before a friend of ours that's been on the show a few times, uh, Kristen said a guy followed her home after some, you know, perceived slight on the road, followed her home or followed her to the store maybe. And then screamed at her when she got out of the car and she told me how scared she was. And, and like that really changed the way I think about that kind of shit. And uh, it sounds like you learned something. So I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Though. I mean, even, even, even if it, like, it could have been anybody in the car and you also could have gotten shot, you know, in the United States, but like, Which, yep, that was brought up. That was, that was made clear to me. And but, they're but, all right. You know, every, a lot of people had a lot of feedback and I asked for it. Um, but you know, somebody said, oh, if you didn't realize, if it hadn't been a car full of uh, girls younger than you, you probably wouldn't have done that. And it wasn't necessarily the fact that they were girls that were younger than me. You know, if it had been like a 60-year-old man with Joe Biden stickers, I would have done the same thing. But uh, I probably would have done the same thing. But if it had been like a lifted pickup truck with a gun rack, probably wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, I didn't really consider myself to be an intimidating person. I had no intention of, uh, you know, harming anyone, but like you, like we said, there's, there's no way anyone could have known that. And yeah. a handful of street fighters reached out to me, um, and like what asked how I was and, and a big shout out to the handful of folks that, um, contacted me and inquired about my, uh, my well-being and whatnot and my mental state. And, you know, a couple of people helped me realize that, I do have maybe a slight problem with like some sort of righteous anger type of thing. And the same thing kind of happens when I'm driving and I see somebody like changing lanes without a blinker or something, you know, if they're wrong and I know that they are wrong, it feels good to get heated and get angry and think that I'm right. And you know, this this righteousness that overtook me um, can be dangerous and problematic. So, Hey, uh, thanks to, to the people that gave me the feedback. Um, it got pretty out of hand, and I, I wanted to take a break from it, but I hope the uh, the, the street fighters on Facebook can forgive me because uh, I, I did fuck up, and I know I did. And I, I didn't even uh, – some people said, hey, you should really put, like, a content warning at this because I guess there's street fighters that had, like, carjacking experiences, and people were feeling uh, pretty triggered by just reading the post and – as somebody who, again, doesn't like, I, I just didn't think about how that would impact other people. Just uh, me sharing the post. So, right, it's think it, about your actions. Yeah, it, it. I, you know, hey, you you handled it. Uh, uh, even if it wasn't handled great in the actual moment, I'll say this: calling in and 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 kind of saying, you know, I get what everybody was saying, and and. And like, may, I think I was wrong and stuff like that. I mean, that's the way I think the, that makes the world go around to me. You know, uh, uh, I joke around a lot about like canceling and stuff like that. But like, I think that like really even you're, you can't, uh, know what's on the other side of what you post. And you can't know if something's going to trigger somebody or make somebody feel bad. And that, to me, I'm not saying like, you know, don't post things that I, I'm not telling anybody not to post anything. Really, you can post anything you want, but like, it's the it's the uh, uh, when the reaction is like that. Sometimes you just got to be like, hey, you know, I uh, I I I 
didn't think of myself like that. And again, I think, I think what you did really is a problem with a lot of us, uh, uh, dudes specifically of like, if, of like not knowing that we are, you are intimidating. You can think what you think about yourself. It's kind of like the nice guy syndrome thing where like guys think they're really nice, but they're really an asshole. Uh, and they're just in their mind. Like, Oh, I'm, 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 everybody knows I'm just fucking around. And it's like, no, everybody doesn't know. You're just fucking around. Everybody doesn't know that you weren't actually going to do anything. And like, you have to operate on the assumption that nobody knows who you are ever. <laughs> Is how I've I've kind of seen it. And and like also, you know, like I said, I said this earlier, but like becoming conscious of the space that you take up in the world can be I mean, I think it's pretty it, it like I don't know what it does, but it makes you feel it, it helps you understand who you look like to other people. And I think that's important for everybody to think of. And uh hey, you know, I think it. I think that you calling in and you looking at, you know, you're doing what I do. And that is like a thing where it's like, okay, I, maybe I was wrong here. Here are the reasons and then adjusting accordingly. And like, you know, we all have a righteous anger issue. I think a lot of people do. And it's just something that has to be channeled and pushed in the uh, uh, right direction at the right people. But uh, hey, you know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully people are feeling better about it. And uh, it shows growth, I think, when somebody can take things the way you have. So good job. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that I can, uh, you know, interact with the group again and not um, get cyber bullied or whatever. Oh, so, they're not going to do um, that. They're I, sweeties. I've, I've taken my hiatus and I, I, I plan on coming back. All um, right. And then one last quick thing before I bounce, Brian, regarding your eating healthier. Um, I've been a vegetarian for eight years and there's a lot of reasons to not eat meat. Uh, you can do it for the animals. You can do it for your health. You can do it for the planet. But the biggest thing that kept me eating healthier was spite because my family didn't think that I'd be able to do it because prior to being a vegetarian, I ate plenty of meat. So I'm here to tell you, Brian, you can't do it. Yeah. Please well, I can't believe in you, but you can't do it. I'm trying. You can do it, man. I just, I, just do it out of spite. Find somebody to spite. Yeah, for me, spite doesn't work. It's well, it does work. I, everything runs on spite here, but like, uh, this is gonna have to be something that I d take on and be tough. And that's how I'm phrasing it is I gotta be tough. It's I'm using my toxic masculinity against myself by saying, like, fucking tough guy could eat a salad and just be happy. <laughs> hey, you know, a fucking tough guy like John Wick, he probably has some dinners that are just non with various vegetables and hummus on them, too. You know, you don't get in shape if you don't eat stuff like that. You know, you got to be fucking tough, Brian. Hey, you know, all those MMA fighters that are fucking vegans. You know, those guys are fucking tough. And I'm trying to convince myself that it's tough what I'm doing, that I'm tough and badass. Hell yeah. Well, thanks and for calling. You call can't fight the system if you're not in good shape. So well, keep yeah. it up, man. Uh, uh, thanks for calling. I call. love you guys. I love all the street fighters. I love everyone. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Thanks for calling. Peace. Yeah, you, you, like my, you like my way of thinking I'm trying to adjust to? Tough guys eat healthy? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it could be a good, it could be like a, a Barnes and Noble bestseller, maybe just like uh, reverse toxic masculinity. You want me to write the book? Tough guys eat healthy. How to bully yourself into feminism or something should be like the yeah. subtitle. Hey, you want to be a fucking man? <laughs> eat a grilled chicken salad for yeah. dinner. You know? Yeah. Oh, you think eating a steak makes you something? Maybe fucking try eating a pita with a little bit of sweet potatoes and beans on it. Yeah. You know? Sure. Beans are for badasses is one of the chapters, you know, yeah. where I just talk about all the badass uh, things. Cool beans. things that beans do. Yeah. Oh, they got protein in them. They make you fucking fart and they clean out your butt. You can make aquafaba with uh, chickpea water and shit. Yeah. I did, I did tell Brett before we got on the air that I love uh, that I'm now a big fan of fiber. Like I'm, I'm the number one fiber head in America right now nobody likes fiber as much as me that's great i'm a big fan of fiber too yep a very regular guy um i did want to also say actually to just tag on uh because i haven't talked about it in a while but uh there's a book by bell hooks called the will to change um and it covers righteous anger a lot um because you know masculinity in our culture the the only way we're able to express our feelings is a lot of times through anger or or being mad and like, even in the worst parts of it, um, you know, like a soldier is, is using violence, but they're using the right amount of violence. Yeah. So it's like, when you know, somebody's wrong, then you're allowed to go over the top, you know, like what he was talking about. Somebody littered, they get what's coming to them, you yeah. know? And, and so righteous anger is like a very specific part of masculinity that, you know, through like Joe Biden type diversity training, they just want to let everybody do it. Like that's what diversity is. Let everybody do righteous fucking justice. But it's something we need way less of in this world, especially from fucking dudes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, check the book out. Will to change by bell hooks. I love it. One of, one of my guiding lights in this world. All right. Next call. Thanks for calling street fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, this is Hank in Los Angeles. What's up? Hold on one second, Hank. Uh, Catfish victim in the chat said Jordan Peterson only eats meat and he can bench 65 pounds. So that is, that's something that I will keep in mind all the time. Uh, but what's up? What's going on tonight? Hey, what's up guys? Just sitting here in my tight shoes in indoors, feeling it. Feet I'm, I'm on Brian's side on that debate. You like tight yeah. shoes? <laughs> I, I, I wear them inside all the time. I'm not quite like you, but I keep them tight. I get uncomfortable when they get loose. So I will, I will tie them indoors to keep them snug. Yeah. And you like know. the it's shoes. Little, like you blanket. you yeah. like having yeah. shoes on. You're not being forced to wear your shoes. You no, like exactly. wearing shoes. But I also like that, uh, that like Skittles commercial feeling when you take them off. Finally, right. That's and get that refreshing. That's also you know, the thing people really aren't thinking about with me. It's like my shoes are on so tight all the time. And then you fucking take them off at the end of the night. And it's like, damn, that feels nice. Yes. You're edging. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. I imagine <laughs> okay. all day. You're restricting the, the, the amount of open air your feet can get yeah. until yeah. one glorious yeah. moment at the end I'll of the day. Yeah. Tonight know. at right. about 1215, I will untie my shoes and go to, or probably about 1230, actually. I'll untie my shoes and go into the bathroom and take a shower and then get out and watch Ray Donovan for three hours. But, uh, so, what's going on tonight? Well, I'm worried about the pole vault idea 
film it so we can see how bad it goes. But uh, you should do some high jumps or so, you should practice first. Do some high jumping. I was just thinking like that's a good starter track and field package. Pole Here's, vault's the man, worst you, we could try. <laughs> can I tell you something real quick, though? <laughs> Uh, we had a yeah. podcast like 12 years ago before this and, Thank um, you. we tell this story, please. <laughs> and, uh, we spent like a, a, a good long while. Brian claimed that he could kick a field goal and we explained like the level of athleticism and, you know, all of that. And, uh, we finally went out to the old, uh, uprights and he kicked a fucking field goal on his first try (laughs) (laughs) and i kicked i fucking sent one spiraling right into the fucking dirt (laughs) i did kick a field goal and it was one of the best times of my life because everybody was like dude and i did it in cargo shorts too i think and And work boots and work boots and everybody was like dude you can't kick a fucking field goal you don't even know what you're talking about people train their whole life to kick a field goal and i'm like i could kick an extra point for sure that's not even like a problem and everybody was like thinking i was doing my thing where i say like this thing's really easy and i did it It, because i knew here's the thing about it I knew that I could look at those uprights from where I was standing. I knew that the football's a big thing. It's a big, it's big enough, right? Yeah. I'm not aiming at anything too hard. The uprights are huge. There's yeah, so the much space in the upright, you know? And I just know how strong my leg is. That's the thing. Like sure. people always talk about like, oh, Brian doesn't know his own, or not Brian. Oh, he didn't know his own strength. They always say that. Well, I do know my strength and it's immense called it yeah it's immense amount of strength it was wild it was so wild i couldn't believe it i'm so happy for you <laughs> i've done uh field goal type uh stupidity with friends and the the problem we had was we had someone hold it and you end up kicking your friend's hand mm. did any of that happen? that's no dangerous. but it would have been funny that- your buddy came out yeah. that had the t right yeah, we had a T. I had a friend the that little, had a T. Oh, yeah. The little, yeah, whatever the yeah. classic piece is. Yeah, and I kicked that fucking thing, and everybody was like, Brian can't do it, Brian can't do it. You, you know, people have been telling me I can't do stuff my whole life, and uh, guess what? I can kick a field goal at the yeah. very least. I can kick a field goal, and then probably, like, pole vault. I don't have any doubt in my mind that if you put me in front of a motherfucking pole vaulting gimmick, whatever they call it, a rig... <laughs> rig out pole vaulting rig yeah and give me a pole vault i'll fucking do it dude i'll do it i'm not gonna pole vault the highest pole vault but i'll do the lowest one taller than how tall no it's gonna no matter how which one you choose you're gonna stab yourself in the spleen when it jams in (laughs) it just looks so crazy i I will see it though i will i will tell you this i was through the whole first part of the show watching pole vaulting fails I had pole vaulting fans okay. fails just running on my screen while we talked. And I did see a few where like this one guy was trying to get over the fucking thing and he he knocked his little dick and balls on the uh pole. <laughs> yeah. That one looked you pretty gotta bad. push it away. <laughs> like once you dive off, you have to also push it away because you'll land on the fucking thing. True, true. Yeah, at the very top. Yeah, so I am yeah, a little yeah. bit worried about things like as I said, my dick and balls wear and stuff a fucking, like that. Wear a fucking cup, dude. I will never wear a cup. I see a that's a wear sign a of weakness. What? Um, sign of weakness. You gotta wear a cup. Nope. I'm I'm not wearing a cup 
Okay. That guy wasn't wearing a cup. I can see That's the foolish. outline of his hog and balls. Cups are great, man. I, I love to keep my, I love to keep all that protected as possible. I don't feel bad about it at all. <laughs> I, I do. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> have you ever pole vaulted? Um, no. Okay. No. I, 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 yes, I have. I would like to do like the discus throw and the hammer stuff. Like the, some of it, the jav, javelin looks fun. Are you like a, a so you were like a track and field dude? No, 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 no. Ten, tennis and chess. Okay. Okay. Well, those are two yeah. things I but could, well, I could play tennis. I think I could do really yeah. good at a game of tennis. Fuck your ankles up. Yeah, but I'm, I Hell mean, yeah. not really. I'll wear boots. My ankles will be supported <laughs> fully. The only, the only thing I think crazier than trying pole vault is the, uh, the, the sprinting, what's it called? The hand, the, it's not the pommel horse. It's the one where you run really hard and you, it's a male Olympic sport. It's a male gymnastics mm -hmm. and you bounce off a thing and you hit the thing and you jump. Actually, I think it's male and female both do this, Yeah, one. they both. but do. it's incredible. It looks terrifying. There's one video of a guy running full speed. He's athletic. He's obviously done it before, but he slips his, his landing. He doesn't jump correctly and just full chest at full speed into this immovable, you know, uh, saddle shaped yeah. horse uh, thing. And like that, that looks like you'd probably also get a lot of views off a video of you doing that too. But just start with high jump. High jump will be fun. You get to get that bending, the back technique. And uh, I was also thinking go to one of those trampoline gyms. Both of you guys. Oh, no way. My brother broke his leg at a trampoline gym, and now I'll never get on one of those <laughs> things in my life. I was whole there. Life. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't never happened. He had terrible form, though. Sorry to say, but he had the worst tramp. I told Erica earlier in the day, I was like, motherfucking Craig does, has never been on trampoline before. He looks bad. He has very poor form. Yeah. He's breaking a They're lot incredibly of rules. Yeah. Yeah. Those backyard trampolines, all I can think is just watching kids on them. Not that, not that that's like my hobby, but you see, you know, people in backyards and stuff. And uh, I just think about the, the springs having little metal shards that are going to catch the legs and just like rip through people's legs as they fall through those gaps. They those all got back, those trampolines are nuts. No, I got one for yeah. Charlotte. They all have nets around them now. Like you can't buy a trampoline oh, yeah. that doesn't have a net around it anymore. I tell her all the time. I'm like, when we did trampolining, like there was no net to protect you. You would literally just go off this fucking side a lot. Yeah, yeah. I did as a kid. Or through the springs. Uh huh. Yeah. Fucking it's, it's horrifying. That. Yeah. I, I don't and, like. I, I people just don't understand how how great I am. At stuff, and I, think, I believe you, man. I want to do shot put. I want to do hammer throw. I think, like, I fuck around with kettlebells and stuff, discus, that kind of stuff. We have a there's a, a whole fucking uh, kickball field over here. We could just stand at home home base and see how far we could wing it. You know, I mean, there's one by my house too. I'll say this: there is a there's a place by my house that I could. Uh, there's a place by my house that I could definitely get the uh i i could definitely get this done like i i bet you i'd get a hold of school and be like hey will you let me pole vault and i'm sure they'll fucking let me i'm not even kidding at Maybe. the school yeah I at the school so. and if so you don't you have to have like a, a real pole like you can't just go buy a dowel rod from home depot and just jump run out like you gotta have a, a i mean street fight here's the thing if I was going to do it, Street Fight could buy me a pole vault. No, we're not. That guy on Twitter is buying it. He said or a guy on Twitter could buy me a pole vault. He's going to do a Make-A-Wish thing, but you got to take a video of all of it, and you got to wear the singlet. Well, I don't want to wear the singlet. Okay. Guess you don't want a pole vault.
Okay, we'll see about yeah. it. You know, I'll try I mean, it. You yeah. know, I'll try anything once is what I always say. Do the singlets work with cups? I know you're not going to wear one, but yeah, I don't need a cup. It seems like a cup would be kind of a tight squeeze with a singlet. Yeah, I don't need. Um, that. I don't. Anyway, need I feel listen, like- I know you guys have a long queue. Yeah. Maybe I, I think I'll call back with a. I have a story about a scammer. I got uh, I, uh, someone tried to scam me, and it, it turns into it, it starts as a scammer story and becomes a police story. And I, I don't want to take up more time. We've already talked yeah. a bit. So please, just, please uh, call back with it though, because I do. I'm yeah. curious. This one's yeah. good. I'm I, as soon as it was over, I was like, well, no, not right away, but I was, after it ended, I was like, man, Brian and Brett, this is a story for them. I want, yeah, to, I want he, to hear what I, they have to and say. And Brett's going to take your number down, and and the next time you call, we'll get you in. Yeah, I've got I've got a okay. note on here, so I'll get you next time first, so you don't have to wait right. so long. Do you want me to? Do I just uh, message you before, like during the show? You don't even have to. Already. He'll see it when it's it, done. When wow. it comes All up. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I see. I am. No. All right. Yeah, I'll do that next week. All right. Thanks for you calling. Take care. Peace. Have a good night. Well, that is a good call right there. Yeah, that was fun. Making fun of me because I can't pull vault. I'm thinking but. also like instead of, so Haynes started doing the ballpark underwear thing. I'm getting ads for ballpark underwear from Haynes now. Mm-hmm. What about just cup? Because now I'm like, that's, I'd rather have a, just a built-in cup on my underwear just in case, just some insurance. That's the kind of insurance that I want. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. Athletic supporter. I mean, they have those flexi cups, the soft cup. The hard plastic one is a, is a pain, but like if you are playing any sort of game where you can get hit in the nuts, like you, you just have, you just, that's the, that's, you have to do it. Okay. I'm looking something up. Yep. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, uh, my, is this me? This is you. Only Who's you this? Know. Awesome. This is uh, this is Matt from Memphis again. Uh, oh, hey, Matt. Uh, what's up? Fortunately, oh, hey, this is not uh, this is not another jail story. <laughs> Good. Um, I was just calling uh, calling in to say like uh, I I think I finally have a job that uh that i won't hate and uh will not crush my soul inside every day i uh i'm actually in wisconsin right now uh start my new job being a truck driver oh oh that's hey that's a job i want is it local or over as they say over the road it's, it's the long haul stuff which i'm super excited about yeah because, like the local you can make good money on too, but uh, you know I just feel like I'd I'd have a different boss nagging at me like every fifteen minutes. Yeah, you know with all the all the stops in town. Whereas you know the long haul stuff, I'm just sort of on my own in the cab listening to podcasts. Damn, yeah, that's that white line fever. That is actually <laughs> like a really good. I mean, God damn, do you know where you're going to be driving? Um, not a hundred percent on that yet. Uh, I'm, I think from what I've read, what I've gotten from the company so far, looking like I'm probably driving around the Midwest hub somewhere near, uh, out of Memphis where I'm from, but, uh, looks like I'll be driving to from, uh, the Midwest a lot. So maybe, maybe y'all's neck of the woods. Hey, if you come through town, I'll hang. You maybe uh, we'll, we'll we'll meet up with you and hang out. You know, hell yeah, dude, that'd be rad. I mean, Brett's always. Free. Oh, also, 
Hey, hey, real quick, also, real quick, can, one second, Matt. Brett, they make these. Yeah. They make these underwear called Frida balls, F R I D A balls, and it's kid-proof underwear, so they can't kick you in the nuts or nothing. <laughs> I could have used. I that happened to me a lot. Yeah, it I, still does. I still. Anytime my daughter is standing above me, both of my hands go to my crotch. Yeah. And when I read the little piece, it said, hey, it also makes your hog look a little bigger. So. Okay. Well, I do that with saline injections. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, so uh, I'm excited for you about the truck driving. What was the, what was the next thing you were going to say? Uh, so the next thing I was going to say is uh, before I headed out on this road trip, uh, where man, like, also this is like the first time I feel like actually taken care of by a company. They got me set up in a hotel room that actually looks nice, and they're paying for it for three weeks and stuff. Three like, weeks. I, I am. I'm surprised. Is yeah, it a nice yeah. joint? Is it downtown, or is it in the suburbs? Or I'm a I'm a t hotel expert. It is now. in the middle of nowhere. Oh, that uh, sucks. But it is very nice. I'm, 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 uh, actually sad for you. I mean, I understand like that. It's a nice hotel that you're staying in. It's just like whenever we got a hotel. So when we were touring, like staying downtown, even with the discount could sometimes be really expensive. So like sometimes we would have to stay out of town, like 45 minutes, an hour away from town or a half hour away from town. And I was always like, God, there's nothing to do here. But like staying downtown kicked ass. But I gotta tell you, you walk into a hotel and it's clean and shit. That is a good feeling. Is it a, yeah. a national brand? No, it's a local. Oh, really? Is it a boutique? Wow. Maybe. Which is interesting. Yeah. Does it smell good? That's what I hate when you yeah, walk into. Yeah, like a it's it's clean. It's quiet. Like it almost it almost feels like the shining in here. Like I've never I've like run into almost nobody the whole time I've been here since like three this afternoon. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been real cool. Um, but, but, oh yeah, back, back to the other thing I wanted to say, I guess, is before I came up here, I talked to a buddy of mine I was hanging out with who is a pole vault coach. Oh, nice. and I asked him, uh, I, I mentioned the, the, you know, I, I know someone who who's curious if like pole vault gems exist, and he's like, "Oh yeah, like there's definitely pole vault gems in like big cities all across the country." And I was like, "Yeah, but what about like even in like Ohio and Columbus?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, dude, there's definitely a pole vault gem in or around Columbus." So I looked it up, and I found this website for. BuckeyePoleVaultAcademy.com. Okay. okay. I'm going to be in the vicinity of Columbus for you guys. Yeah, it's Buckeyes. We know what Buckeye is. That's inside 270. Here it is. I found it. It is on where's his where's it? Beard Road in Sunbury. Hey, my parents live in Sunbury. That's where Jason lives. Okay. So I know where it is. Okay. Okay. One step closer. Now we're moving closer to me pole vault. So so there you go. Thank you for this membership. I'm 100%. seeing what a membership is. And then when we do tours at the end of the show, we can have everybody go outside and you'll do a pole vault and then they can clap and cheer. I mean, we can do it during the show. Not inside. <laughs> we can try though. 
Okay. When we go, what, what, okay, here's what we'll do with the pole vault gimmick. I'll run out on stage with the pole vault, like in my yeah. hand the, with good form. Like I assume I have, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. that's what I'll do. I wonder if I need to get a girthier pole vault because of my weight. I mean, the Academy will explain all that. Okay. Yeah. It's 280 a month to go to the Academy. What? Yeah. It's a monthly membership. What? That's an intense. <laughs> okay. I mean, how much it costs to go to a gym? Like $40? <laughs> the YMCA is a like... A decent gym. <laughs> like one of the nice gyms. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the boutique ass, the stupid ass, like, Orange Theory and... and the kind of gym I would Pure gym. Bar and CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe. A Brian gym. As I would call it, a Brian gym. But I too, I mean, but they give you like a well-rounded thing for two eighty. You're just learning how to. Why well, I guess if you want to pole vault, you got to pay. I mean, play. that's what I want to do, dude. Yeah. I have dreams. This type of training you want seventy dollars a week. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what I can work out here. Maybe we'll maybe we'll try to get a deal with them. You know, uh. like, hey, I just want to pole vault once. <laughs> Mind if I just come in and that's pole just, vault? Maybe that could you disrespected the whole fucking academy, then. dude. Well. I, you know, no, it's going to be hard. You have to train. Nope. I'm not going to train. I'm just going to do it. People don't understand. Like you guys, people don't get it. You know? Oh, this pole vault gym looks fresh, dude. They have all kinds of stuff. I said, fresh. Yeah, that shit's fat. <laughs> Damn, dude, this thing's fresh as hell. Fresh to death. They have, uh, Okay, okay. Yeah, because, like, here's the thing. Brett didn't think I could do circus, and I did circus, too. I, I did thought, a whole motherfucking circus. circus workout where I did the silks I never and everything. Me. Okay, but, you know, you saw me do it, you know. Not I did well. a, the whole workout, and the person that was doing a training was like, you were really good for the first time. And I was like, would you say... Here's what I wanted to ask, but I didn't, you know, because I was being respectful. But I wanted to be like, I mean, would you say I'm like the best first time student you've ever had is what I wanted to ask. And since I didn't ask that, I can only assume she would say yes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably the best first time student know. they ever had there. I can guarantee <laughs> it. I'm just good at things when I try them. You know what I mean? Physical feats of strength and courage nope. and bravery. Nope. I'm good at them. Nope. So, well, Matt, thanks for calling. Keep us posted on the truck driving job. You yeah, know, that's absolutely. my dream job. You know, that's one of my dream jobs. I'm excited, man. Like I, my dad just like, I'd been out of work for since last summer, pretty much. And my dad was just kicking around like random bullshit for stuff. I might be interested in trying. And soon he was like, you know, you can find people who pay to be a truck driver or to train to be a truck driver. So you did the training like everyone I've talked to is like, yeah, it's going to be like perfect for you, dude. Yeah, it sounds it's perfect for anybody. How's the training sitting in place all day? You also were traveling the the whole country. You don't see the training is going to be pretty intense for these three weeks. It's like 10 hour days, six days a week, pretty much. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, Three weeks. You get to brag about that for the rest of your life, yeah, three you get weeks. to brag about yeah, how hard absolutely. your job is forever. There's t-shirts about it. There's a whole lifestyle. Yeah. You get to slide right into. I know. Absolutely. You're going to love it. <laughs> just You're going to love this. I just know it. It's just, 
I like traveling a lot, and you're going to be traveling. Now, I'm not saying you're going to see anything, Yeah, as Brett said, because you won't. But you'll be traveling, and that'll be something. You know, you can pull yeah. into town and fucking sleep in your sleeper cabin and maybe go to the best restaurant in town, wherever the town is, Yeah, you know? Maybe you'll get to drive a big truck in Chicago, which sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> Who knows what could bring you? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I hope it all, uh, it sounds great. I, I really hope it uh, uh, all works out and keep us posted on, on what it's like to be a, a over the road trucker. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on y'all. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Uh, okay. Mira, Mira Gonzalez in the chat wants to know how you feel you would do on a stripper pole the first time. You the first you, time you could like wrap your thighs around and like drop from the top to the bottom and all that. It just kind of depends on. Like I would need somebody to train me a little bit, probably like give me about an hour where somebody's kind of telling me how to do this stuff. And I'll bet you I could do at least one trick. Okay. One trick. Okay. That's all you need. Yeah. I mean, a lot of ladies just make one trick work. <laughs> not, yeah. not anybody really. All yeah. you need is one trick to, to get in. I, 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 before we take the next call, I, I gotta say, uh, I'm looking at the Buckeye pole vault gym and there are two people in the picture with a mask and then several other people without. So I don't think I'll be going to the Buckeye pole vault gym for a while. <laughs> well, not to your vax. They're anti-vaxxing over there <laughs> or they're anti-maskers. They practice the perfect sport that combines gymnastics and wrestling and endurance and track and field and everything. Wrestling. That's what it said on that thing I read the other day. Okay, you don't wrestle a pole. Let's <laughs> let's get this next call. We don't. Have, okay. A good pole has to be wrestled. Cut it out. <laughs> Cut a good malarkey. pole has to be this wrestled. Divorce guy's now a creep. <laughs> big Johnson Pole Vaulting Club. A big pole has to be wrestled. That's what it says. All right, next one. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey Street Fight, what's up? Hey, who's hey this? nothing. Hey, this is this is Jonathan in L.A. What's up, Jonathan? How's it going? Yeah, so uh, real, real quick, the stats, pronouns he, him, vaccine, Moderna. Ooh, that's and, right. And uh, status, divorce. Ooh. Okay. Hey, yeah. look, you're a little bit of me and you're a little bit of Brett. But you, you got the best part yeah, of me. So, so you got the best part of me, maybe, the Moderna. Maybe we can get a powerful divorce guy energy going in the chat. Yeah. Hey, can I tell you something <laughs> real quick, though? Uh, uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll tell this to Brett too. Uh, apparently slate wrote an article yesterday or came out this week that they said Pfizer is like the top level vaccine that like people are like, did you get Pfizer? Yeah. And if you didn't get Pfizer, they're shitting on you, which is like Don't perfect, believe it. perfect for me. Cause like I am an underdog. I'm a humble underdog that has the Moderna vaccine. Okay. You know? So, um, yeah, I was going and. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, shit. Sorry. But I wanted, I wanted to say that I am, I am also a micro hater and I, a micro hater and I really appreciated your guest today. Oh yeah. Yeah. She was great. Good times. So, so I, I, I know, I know you're pressed for time, but my two, my two big beasts here are, I, I, I'm, I'm a researcher in, in materials for green technologies. Uh -huh. 
And also, and also, didn't Micro have a thing where he was like safety third? Yes, yes, that is Micro. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so those two things, uh, th- those those two things really, really get to me because I I've been working in like industrial and laboratory environments, you know, all all my adult life, and I I, I have been injured. I've seen people get injured, and and I think safety should come first. I've been injured a few times too, and. Uh, I'll say this and I'm not trying to be like, uh, I'm not trying to be funny or any, well, I am trying to be funny all the time, but, uh, uh, I didn't take safety very seriously when I was working and uh, I got injured a few times and like my back is fucked up and not too bad. You know, I don't want to come off like I'm a bad back guy, but like, uh, uh, my back, you know, I lifted with my back. I, you know, didn't wear my hard hat and all this stuff. And like, if I could go back now, I would probably, you know, try to do all that stuff. Right. Cause I, I feel like I really dodged a bullet working in the uh, blue collar jobs and even the, the, the fucking dishwashing jobs and shit that I had. Like I, I, I kinda, I should have been safe, you know? So that safety third thing pisses me off too. No, no, yeah, I, I, I run a lot of labs for my classes where we have to use like industrial strength solvents and acids and industrial equipment. And I'm, I'm responsible for everybody in that class getting out in one piece. So I'm always telling people to put the guards in place, wear your PPA, pay PPE and pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Safety first, not third. I mean, if you really were going to push safety down a notch, it can't go past second, you know? But first. Yeah, I don't know what right. it would go above. Right. It. I'm trying to get the money. <laughs> and, and, and especially, I, yeah, the problem. <laughs> that's the problem, yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't, but yeah, that is that's, the bargain what, you have to that's make. That's what Roe wants you to put first. That's what Micro wants you to put first, the profits of your boss. I mean, Mike Rowe really wishes that there was a machine that he could just put you in to fuel like uh, one of the Koch brothers. Like if if there was a like a a grinder machine that maybe somebody draw this. I'm going to give you a good political cartoon. Mike Rowe, he's holding on to a machine that just extracts surplus value. Yeah, he's holding on to you. And then it also has like a tube that goes to an IV and one of the Koch brothers arms and he can just feed you in there and it'll do that. That's what he wants to do. Okay, this article is bullshit uh, about Moderna. Pfizer, you know, so all lies. Yeah, it's just some person being like, I saw a bunch of people say Pfizer's better, and it's like those people are full of shit. They don't know nothing. (laughs) No, 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 but I also, I also wanted to say his his continued support of the fossil fuel industry is is bewildering. We're looking to we're looking to move away from that. Yeah, I mean, he seems to think that like. When you come out against it, you're coming out against jobs for people, which that's a really frustrating argument for somebody to make because it is hard to be like, well, yeah, a bunch of people will not have a job anymore if we moved away from fossil fuels. But like maybe if we created a world where everybody didn't have to have a job or everybody didn't have to work 60 hours a week or 40 hours a week, then that wouldn't matter anymore. And we can make the changes necessary to not, as Darna says, fry the planet. 
Yeah, also moving subsidies well, I- towards cleaner energy. And and there is lots of jobs available. We we need an incredible amount of energy. There's jobs available to make it in a better yeah. way. I, I, I got to tell you, I deal with this exact issue every day at work. I got students coming in to my office <laughs> and they're constantly asking me, you know, what kind of area, what kind of field can I, got, can I get into that isn't based on the extraction, refining or distribution of fossil fuels? And so I try, I try and, and, you know, run a research program that gives students the opportunity to like get these non-petroleum related skills. And then when they go out into the work, into the marketplace for jobs, looking for jobs, there's nothing there except petrochemicals. Right. Yeah. And it's because, it's because of what Mike Rowe says, right? Yeah. I mean, it's because I, he, so. he, he, he can't picture because people like that can't picture a world. Yeah. And I had some country ass relatives, a 19 year old that went to college and studied fracking and graduated. And he's got a big ass truck now and, and a, a fucking hefty paycheck because he's doing fracking right now. Yeah, it, like it's, he, he chose the it's, it's easiest. Tough, it's tough to get around it. He chose the easiest possible thing. And then like where the money is at, like the most the, that's where people are spending it. That's where you can get paid. It's just you have to have what are you willing to give up from your from like your ethics or moral or who you are, what do you stand for? You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Hey, thanks for calling in. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. Thanks for calling. I did want to say also just to the, what I I was going to say earlier is also the divorce. You, you forget that like everybody gets divorced. Like half of people are divorced. So (laughs) there's, I have like a million new friends now. Like the the amount of text message I have to keep up with is just like on another level from people. They're like, "Hey, been there, know what it's like." Blah blah blah. I mean, I've even been getting like uh, a few listeners sent me pictures that were like, you know, I got divorced ten years ago, and now me and my ex wife take vacations together with like our new partners and stuff. We have like this whole blended family that rents a big house on the beach and shit, or goes to the mountains or whatever. So there's been a, I, it's well, only I'll, I'll- looking better from here. Uh, let me also say no, this. I'll, I'll tell you real quick. I'll tell you real quick my story before I go. Sure. I got, I got divorced. I left my wife. I applied for tenure. And then the governor said the COVID shit's too dangerous. Everybody's got to go inside. So now that's where you... So I, it happened to me like right before, right before quarantine. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a different you're going to experience a whole new world when we come out of this. But I'll, I'll say this for, for all you be people, a very different world. Yeah. For all you people that are friends that are Brett's new divorce friends, I'm still his best friend. So there is that. And I got a wife. Oh yeah. We know. Yeah. I was just letting y'all know. Um, have a good right. night though. Later, later, fellas. I'm territorial. It's still a competition. I'm yeah. I'm very territorial. <laughs> Comes to my friends. Don't, don't you dare come and steal my other wife. I have two wives. Mm-hmm. One's a friend wife and one's a wife wife. Yep. Yep. You're Polly. Yeah. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to tonight? What's your pronouns? Uh, this is Ryan. Uh, and I'm also one of Ryan's reply guys at the Strati. And also, on top of all that, I'm a creature that crawled up in the chat. I'm Riku. I'm everything. Oh, what's yeah, up? Yeah, I, yeah, I did check my Twitter and saw that you were calling to talk about my feet. So uh, I'm ready to I'm go. I'm not actually calling to talk about 
I'm not actually going to talk about your feet. I, although I did want to say, Brian, I did want to say when you showed them, I typed this in the chat. I was so fucked up. Your feet look exactly like my dad's. They were crazy. <laughs> you have the feet of my father. Well, his dad probably fucking is a person with good taste and like wears his shoes a lot. You know what I'm saying? White Nikes, baby. White Nikes. Oh, the, okay. All right. The forces. I don't wear it's those. I bad. wear great shoes. Well, Dick Sporting Goods. Let's be honest. I I wear North Face shoes ninety nine percent of the time. But when I have to dress up, I put on Air Force Ones or boots or Cortez or. No, that's all the shoes that's I got. Shoes. But I'm trying to get that's another the whole pair. Quiverful. Yeah, I'm trying to get another pair Listen, soon. Brian, I I can't judge anyone for the type of shoes they wear. I'm currently wearing a pair of busted ass Yeezys. Because I learned I have wide feet, and people are like, oh, these shoes are good for wide feet, and uh, just fucking busting out of them. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, uh, that's why I wear them. I buy bootleg Yeezys simply because my feet are super fucking wide, and they get pinched. The pinky toe gets fucking broken off. I have a whole foot problem because shoes are too narrow. But my foot is fucked up forever because of narrow shoes, and that's exactly why I wear them. Yeah, I've been looking at... Oh my... Wait, wait. Sorry, go ahead, Brian. Sorry, what? Yeah, I've been looking at shoes for a few months, but my feet are normal. Like, they're as normal as they get. Size 12, not wide. So I'm safe. I can get any shoes I want. I have, like... (laughs) I used to wear, like, size 10 and a half until, like, my significant other is like, let's actually check your feet. I wear a size, like, 7 and a half. Yeah, seven and a half. You have to buy. Yeah, I'm insane. I, I don't know what I was doing. No, I used to buy 13s because, like, in dress shoes, it gets so skinny towards the front. Like, I needed a lot of extra room because I can't wear fucking dress shoes because they're way too skinny in the front. Look at you, wide feeted people. Oh my I god, didn't even I was, know. I was subconsciously accounting for my wide feet. Holy shit. <laughs> I didn't even know there were but all I these honestly, small feet people out there. And I told Brett like last week that I wear the most normal shoe size. And I, he was like, no, you don't. And I was like, I wear a 12 or a 12 and a half. And he was like, yeah, that's big. And I was like, no, all my friends growing up wore 15s, 16s. <laughs> so don't tell me it's big, but I think it's big now. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. 12 is Honestly, I think I think that's a good size foot, Brian. And once again, I, I'm not calling to shame you about your feet. They actually look incredibly normal. I know. I know. Believe me, I look at them all the time. I'm like, look at these normal feet. They're, they're super normal, Brian. Like, I can't tell you enough how normal they are. I actually looked at them. Oh. And, but even though I saw my dad first, I then said, wow, that's, a, that's an average foot. They look heavily irritated, though. They don't look irritated. It's red. Just like any time you touch your skin, anytime something touches your skin in a tight way, it gets red. That's red. Like skin gets I'm, red. I'm about to show you how comfortable the top of my motherfucking foot looks. Probably. It's not red because it's you're not. all loose. Damn, are- it's normal though. <laughs> it's like when my pants, when, if I did my belt super tight all day. And wore it around, and nobody would be against doing your belt tight. They're always like, your belt could get a little tighter, you know, because no. then your pants fall down and stuff. No, they're talking about your budget. They're talking about your monthly spending. When they say tighten your belt, they're talking about your monthly spending. <laughs> well, I, saying, I took like, it as being a belt. They're not like go down another hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, when you yeah. when, when your if your belt was tight all day, you would have a red. 
your waist would be red yep. all the way around. Yep. And that's that's what's going on here. You know? I'm, I'm constantly walking up to people and saying, look, you got to tighten your shoes. Like, you're spending way too much on, on Mountain Dew and uh, <laughs> Switch games. You're doing too much. Tighten up. Yeah, I'm ship trying. Ship up or ship out. Tighten that shit. <laughs> so, shit up or sh shape out. Yeah, there you go. So what's going on tonight? Oh, dude, not shit. Like I, so my significant other listens to the show uh, in the morning now because at work. I used to work with her. I don't need more, but she listens to it and she like is so good at her job and also is so like on autopilot that she just tends to watch the calling show like on very low brightness at her desk. Okay. And so I just think it'd be funny that like that I got to call in and she'll hear this. And, like I won't tell her whenever like she's gonna listen to it and she'll be like. She'll text me at work or something. Like, hey, uh, why were you talking about your feet the whole time? Yeah, I, I mean, Lermy's it. gonna also have Lermworm's gonna have the same issue. Hey, why'd you call into uh, this show to talk about a very serious protest and talk about a guy's feet? And uh, you know what? That's the show. You know, so that's what's gonna be. Well, let us say hi. What? What's your wife's name? Her name is Alexis. Hi, Alexis. What's up, Alexis? Turn that brightness up a little bit. I'm looking pretty hot tonight. We're both wearing white this tonight, you know? Yeah. I don't wear white very often. Looking fresh, looking fly. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Well, Spring, thanks for calling in. We got we to gotta get this. We got to get these calls done. But uh, it's good to hear from you. Got you. Thank, and thank you for the follow, Brian. You rule. Oh, you're welcome. Red. Thank you for calling. Peace. You said my feet look good. I got to follow you. Man, your feet look crummy, they do. dude. Thanks for calling. What'd you say? Your feet look crummy. My feet look great. Let's get this last like, call in. They make me feel irritated. Like looking at your feet. That's because you're intolerant of other people's lifestyles. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> you're right. I'm intolerant. And people walking around with irritated feet. <laughs> They're not irritated. It's unacceptable to me. They're not uh, the foot irritated. doctor. You need to go to the foot doctor. You need to get something. You need to get a wrap. Maybe you can get some sort of wrap to put around that. I don't need Ace it. bandage your feet. I don't need anything. My feet are not help. at all irritated. At all. They're in perfect condition. They feel good. You need some tough acting to knacked in on that shit. I don't <laughs> need it. I don't even have athlete's foot. You need some sort of cream. Like, I'm concerned. What would the reason be for the cream? Your your wife doesn't love you because she lets you just live with them haggard-ass feet like that. They're not haggard. You they're hide in them. great shape. You have to hide them from people because they're so beat nah, up. They're so soft. My Those wife. motherfuckers look whooped, man. Yeah, she's happy, though, with my feet. She's, I'm sure she's like, man, you know, I could have ended up with some guy with really rough feet, with, like, the really hard feet. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? When you see somebody that goes around barefoot all the time and sure. you're like, God damn, cracked your feet ass are heel. Hard as fuck. Just yeah, you know? shrapnel coming off the heel. Yeah, my wife gets soft feet. Or them lucky for fungus her. Is the fungus toes too. Crumbly I don't ass have fungus. fungus. Crumbly ass yeah. fungus toes. I don't have the green toenails. I don't have none of that. Dog, stuff. I think you I think you're grumpy because your foot, man. That shit looks so raw if there's one thing you that makes me happy feet. if there's one thing that makes me happy it's my feet the way i wear my shoes okay let's get this last call in okay here. thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight yo it's weed waffles what's up guys weed waffles, weed waffles my goodness 
Haven't heard from you in a while. What's yeah, up, yeah, dude? Yeah, no. Uh, it's a combination of having to change my number, uh, keeping in contact with family who are on the other side of the Canadian border, who are older, so their health is in danger, and also, you know, random stuff. And also, Montreal has been getting weird with the racism. <laughs> You're in Montreal now? I am not. I have family there. Ah. So what's going I on have with you? that... Basically, explain how I am from Michigan and I've been there. Great uncles in Vietnam moved there because he got pissed off at America, pulled the John Rambo, and, you know, had sex with a woman there. And that's how my cousin Andrew's did. Okay. okay. Anyway, also, he has two kids in Vietnam that, from, you know, getting turned slowly to still alive. But that's neither here nor there. Point is, I just want to make this quick and make. Narrow down to three things. Number one, I hate my fucking job. I will not go into it. I am just tired of the boss that got downgraded, just a basic boss, and I have to serve under him in the mornings when I go to work. And he's pissing me off, nitpicking me at everything. I hate that race bandit looking motherfucker. Right. Anyway, now that I have that out of my system, I can get to the rest of it. Thank you. Um, somebody probably in the chat was like, Did he call his boss race bandit? Yes, he looks like a poor man. Um, uh, Mike Pence. Now, anyway, moving on. Uh, I wanted to share a, a slight story from my time online because I actually got to get online and play online games with some of my relatives over on the other side of the Canadian border. But basically, I was playing Counter Strike uh, Geo, uh, favorite game of Felix. He's pro- they've played all the time on Chapel FYM. Actually, my screen name currently is a variation on Felix's name right now, but. The reason I bring that up, go? Is, I thought it was Counter Strike Go. The full name is Counter Strike Global Offensive, but I just call it TS Go for short. Okay. Uh, but to keep it, but to keep it short, it's late night. We're about in the same time zone. I was playing it. My name gave it away about where my political leanings are, which are more in the like syndicalist left sort of style of things. Because let's be honest, unions are awesome. Okay. Anyway. So I was talking about, they got on me about that, some random, like, Pepe dude, I swear to God, his Avi was literally uh, Pepe as a clown. What was I expecting? Popular. Uh, you ever, I just want to set, set this up before I say this. You ever hear something so stupid that fits within the current point of your life, but it's also like, this is still idiotic on a level that it doesn't you'll understand what I mean when I say it. So anyway, to give a little other backstory to it. I was on a, a um, YouTube stream for a show called Exposing the Manosphere, where I talked about my old Red Cell stuff and my old uh, dude I used to write for called yeah. Into Stage. Yes. Well, super edited show. And it was the whole thing where everyone was like, oh, why would you be so weird? I was high. I'm still worried about family members that are dead or dying. I need to settle my nerves, but it was a good dream. If you ever get the chance, the channel's called Exposing the Manosphere, so got that plug out of the way. Okay. The reason I, the reason that fits me this was we were talking about, he brought up the whole labor thing of like, you know, Amazon and the whole union rights thing going on, and so on and so forth. We all have been following it, correct? Correct? Yeah, we followed it. Okay. So he brought this up to me. Now keep in mind, 
me and that guy are on different teams. This is the chat that you have, like, when both you and the other person are dead and the match is still going off. Okay. I am arguing with this guy about labor rights in the voice chat of a first-person shooter, so this already looks ridiculous. Now, to cut to the main point, overall, he says the reason why he's anti-labor unions, and I'm not shitting you when I say this, pretty much his argument boiled down to if we give the labor unions more power over whatever company they're in, all that'll happen is that is that all the I guess you would call them the Stacy women or whatever will will otherwise who would otherwise marry the more white collar striver guys will be going up and actually bust their ass in life. They'll just stay with the dirty blue collar workers. Yes, I got into an argument with Intel about labor rights in the middle of a game of CSGO. That is how crazy society is now, people. We have reached new levels of you know what? I've, yeah, that's the world these days. I mean, you know, I was talking to my mom about it. Uh, we were talking, I was talking to my mom about selling things on Facebook Marketplace and how once you list something on Facebook Marketplace, you invite the general public into your world and you will be dealing with people constantly that break all boundaries and have ideas about behavior and the way to conduct yourself that aren't in line with you at all but you have opened the door and before you may have never known that these people exist or this is what they thought of the person that was at the deli this is the 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 kind of conversations they were having inside their head but now we are able to on the regular talk to people and engage with people that that truly believe some bizarre things yeah but you gotta understand why this is just so. You know what? I, I I'm not gonna waste much of time. I just want to sum it up like this. I've made a lot of stupid decisions when it comes towards women in my life. Nothing illegal per se, but stupid things let me all tend to do. Much like you know the gentleman called earlier about you know the am I and the am I the asshole situation, but. Sometimes when you're trying to grow, you're trying to make yourself better, and you hear or see something so stupid, you're like how um, I think it was uh, Brett who was talking about going vegan, was it? No, that was me, but I'm not doing it. I just was, I was just talking shit. <laughs> if I do anything, yeah, it'll be vegetarian. Just, yeah, but it's one of those things where you hear something so stupid that you have no choice but to be like, I can't stop improving because this is how stupid it is at where I was. Like, you go look back and you're just like, oh, it really... It's like leaving a... It's like how, like, you know, how, like, PMC, uh, white-collar media people will do shit like uh, Billy Elegy. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. It's like that, but me, with my personal growth, it's like, I'm looking down and I'm like, Oh, this is what I've been trying to get away from. Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely. You just look out like, oh yeah. Which kind of leads to a current thing, which I, I I figured this would be a weird thing to ask as one of you. But um I kinda have a date coming up on a Saturday morning for breakfast. Yeah, don't don't yeah. She's a nurse. Yeah. So any advice? 
Um, listen to her. That's what I would do. You always got to just listen. Have a good conversation back and forth. Weed waffles, nurse, weed waffles, nurse, and just really ask questions. Ask, so ask a lot of questions is what I say. That's my advice. That's, I mean, that's what I try to do with my wife is ask her a bunch of questions about her, what okay, she's saying. You engage with the conversation. Okay. okay, final question before I get the hell out of here. What would you all say is the best example of what not to do? This includes the chat, because I can see the chat now. <laughs> what, what's the worst uh, thing to do? Have expectations. Yeah, you I think if you expect- go in there and, and, and live your life. Be the best weed waffles you can be. Yeah, enjoy your time with her that she's chosen to share with you. Have a good time without expectations. Just, uh, just make it the best possible circumstances it can be. You know, absolutely. Listen. Okay, and one very last one, the final one. Do I mention to her about all the weird lefty shit I've been involved in? I mean, no. if you start talking about politics, you, you, you. No, can no, no, talk- no, 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 not that. I'm talking like I'm talking like all the like different like like me calling the show, for example. No, no I wouldn't way. say I call a podcast, but I, I, I mean, that's something that can come up later. I wouldn't well, I share stuff like for, that. I wrote write for other websites. I wrote write for other websites. It's just me, you know, dicking around here. Yeah, that's I would what say I'm saying. It's just relevant. Yeah, if it's yeah, relevant, not, if it comes up, I mean, I'm in the date. I'm I'm in the dating market. I'm not no, telling not. anybody what I do. I am dating. Oh, you are dating. Well, I'm. Yeah, I want to. Ha- I want to entertain women and get, convince them. But to- you just said okay. I get what you're saying. I yeah, I'm not in a relationship. No, I'm. Yeah, you will. No, I'm. I'm no. I'm, I'm not, not going to eat a pizza ever again in my entire life. That's all I'm saying. But, no, uh, you have a very narrow idea because you you like you're just wife guy too much. Um, no, I would love to ha- I would love to spend four hours with a woman and make it the time of her life, and then mm. go home and be done, and not have anything else after that. Badass, dude! Right. I like that. I like to hear that. Hey, <laughs> sure, weed waffles. Okay, for- but okay, but just, we're over uh, uh, time. But uh, is there anything else, buddy? Yeah, for you, dating, I will give you this advice. Do not end up like Henry Hill with Karen. I will never, I would never do that. Karen! (laughs) Uh, uh, There's a whore in your building. You know what I mean, Yeah, I know what you're saying. That's not me. Yeah, don't do that, Brett. No, I'm honest. I'm truthful. I mean, I I think you have to be honest. Like, uh, for me, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't worry ahead of a time about like political leanings. Um, if anything in the conversation went in that direction, I would just be honest. Like the thing that has only propelled me to the point it that I'm at is I'm honest. Like I speak, I my, agree. I tell the truth because it's way easier than lying or covering things up. Just tell the tr- truth every time. People that can't handle being around you when you tell your truth, like you just. Go somewhere else. Find the find the folks that don't mind hearing you being yourself and 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 saying what you really think or or who you are or sharing yourself. It's a good I, point. That's how I feel about it. Good point, Brett. 
Wonderful. Now I gotta I gotta get this game started and eventually get back to finishing this computer. I am building for my niece. Okay, so, yeah, fix everybody. that. Get that computer built, Weed Waffles. We'll talk to you again. Call us back, man. We haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah, thanks for calling. That's a good yep. last call. A little Weed Waffles action. Right. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening to Street Fight. Uh, we are on the radio regularly, two times a week. Just please listen. I... Uh, I'm not. I don't have anything to say. I'm. I'm just done with the show. It was a good call in. I loved it. I had a great time. Um, and uh, I'm ready to go home. To Me too, baby. A comp- an awful place. My home is an awful place right now, and I have to transform it. But it's just like the imperative is looming, and it's over fucking whelming. But I will prevail, for sure. We're Street Fighter Radio. Peace. <laughs>